Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Modern. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, everybody? How's, how's it going? Welcome to Band List Day, to Set Review, to Twitter Shoutouts, yeah, to a, a bunch. live stream It's episode. live. Oh, yeah. So you, for those who don't know, we're actually joined by a bunch of people, currently 19 people, because this yeah. is the live stream. Once a month, because of our Patreon, we're doing oh. a live stream now. And March Walker Madness. The final's yeah. happening as we speak as right we now. As we speak. We put it on Twitter. To yeah, let's, I'm going to go see what it's at. Well, you got to go vote. It's yeah, Liliana versus Karn for the best modern planeswalker. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's, some it's, of the some of the one of our... upsets recently were insane. I couldn't believe it. No, I think like a Johnny Vengeance getting as far as it did was insane. Yeah, as was, but Arlen Court getting to the semifinals. Ugin beating Jace Friend's prodigy to me was the biggest. Like, oh, oh yeah. my lord, how did that happen? He's he's number two. Yeah, um, that was that was totally crazy to me. Yeah. I, I don't agree with it at all. You don't agree with it at all? <laughs> I was totally against. Well, that currently, Liliana the Veil is winning sixty to forty. Yeah, with I mean, fifty-seven that makes sense. votes. That makes sense. Um, Everyone wants Karn to win. What if Karn won? That'd be such a blowout. It wouldn't surprise me. I yeah. mean, people, I feel like people are way less sick of Karn. What's insane about those two cards is they're almost exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They both cost three mana. I'm doing yeah. bunny ears. <laughs> bunny ears, yeah. <laughs> they both just have tar- like, target player discards a card. Right. Destroy target creature. Yep. And some ultimate that does something that doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, and I would say... I just feel like people are more annoyed by playing against Liliana. It just shows up more often. Like with Karn, it's like it comes. It basically gets played one deck. Liliana has getting thrown into so many different decks and has been such a scourge of the format for so long. I don't know. I feel like I feel like all Jund and Junk decks are just basic. Like they're the same. All the they're Liliana kind of the decks are the decks. same deck. And like yeah. there's like four different well, like versions eight, of Tron. There's the eight there's rack blue deck. Tron, blue white Tron. There's the eight rack deck. There was Aggro Loam. Red green Tron, green white like, Tron. Yeah, I just mean that there's other like Liliana's sure. just for what it does is a very well, unique card. That's because it is. Karn to cast three mana involves yeah, exactly. a specific land base, or Liliana just costs actually three mana. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, welcome Karn to the needs fold. the love because it, it got nerfed. Karn did? Yeah. It does? That, yeah. Karn's not nerfed because his I have Ugin? Yeah, his deck got nerfed. It you no longer I has late game. actually nerfs Tron. Yeah. Just the... It definitely does. In a good way. Like the problem with Tron, like the reason Tron was, like, I would argue that counterspell decks don't exist in the format because of Tron. Because of Ugin. I have Ugin. Because, like, the guaranteed Emrakul that you could get, like, one splash Emrakul in your deck that then you can, no matter what, you're going to win in the long run. Right. That no longer exists. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I just, to me, like, the, the number of times that I've lost against Tron when they actually go through the motions. I understand the inevitability factor is there. Sure. How many how many inevitable, like, how many grindy decks have you taken to a modern tournament in your life? Uh... Never. Oh, no, no, no. There was the, there was the summer that I tried to play <laughs> early on. I tried to play Aggro Mill. Not aggro creatures, but aggressively milling my what's, opponent. What's that first word you said? Aggro mill? What, no, no, no. What's the first word? <laughs> no, no, there was no creatures. Hedron crabs, archive traps. That's a creature. <laughs> glimpse the unthinkables. I was trying to like uh, path exile and ghost quarter with like... Sure, I mean, I remember the deck. It was okay. a bad, bad deck. I mean, that deck is bad for against Tron anyways because <laughs> they have Emrakul and yeah. Androzzi yeah, in the exactly. deck. Um, all right, let's go, let's go and do our, uh, our, our thing. Our, what's right. it called? So we got to log in and we got to get these... These Twitter oh, shout-outs shout outs. Up, up together, up to speed. Okay. Um, why don't you log in, and I'll just talk to everybody about the news, and we'll, and we'll react to it in a minute. Yeah, well, yeah, why don't you, why don't you lobby, lob, uh, oh, God, don't, yeah. nope, nope, they can see my email. All right. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you, yeah, lob, lob the, 
What happened today? What happened this morning? So this morning there was a gigantic announcement. There was the there was the banned and restricted list announcement everybody saw coming. Yep. Uh, Iabugan was banned from Modern, which kills the crazy aggressive Eldrazi decks. Doesn't entirely destroy the deck, but pro- mostly does. They left Eldrazi Temple in the format. It'll still be a deck. I, I still think turn one uh, mimic Eldrazi mimic into turn two uh, Reality Shaper into turn three Reality Smasher. Or no 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 sorry turn two. Um, Mattery Shaper into turn three, either Thought Not Seer or Reality Smasher is still like an yeah, insane start. It's still powerful, and I'm glad that they decided to not just nerf the deck completely. But yeah, the fact that they didn't tell t- Temple, keeping Temple let the deck survive right. in a way that was more fair. So, the, as well as that happening, the more surprising announcement was the unbanning yeah. of two cards. So, this, this to me felt like Wizards felt bad. This was like this was like they're going to turn the format on their head in some ways positive and in some ways negative because both of these cards are cards that when they were legal in their formats were two of the most obnoxious cards to have to play against. I do think Ancestral Visions might be the most format impacting card unbanned since the formats existed. Yeah, I mean yes and no. Like the the, the deck that it was the biggest boon for is now gone. So the like the, the fact sure, but like the, fairies will play it. Delver, will, like I think a lot of decks will take advantage of that effect. Yeah, no, it's a good card. I don't card. think it'll be the same deck, but don't like get a lot me of wrong. decks. Where like if you look at every other unbanned card, they kind of were unbanned and then nothing happened. Right. I mean, I guess my point is it's, so it's more saying that all the other cards that have been unbanned have been kind of whiffs. Yeah. While I think this is going to be one of the first non-whiffs. Yeah, I mean, this is just them definitely like swinging for the fences. I mean, I, I think for me, the the big thing is that um, sort of the meek being unbanned, creating the Thopter sword combo, legal and modern now, is like, it means two things. A, means Tezzeret becomes a real card modern pretty much immediately. Yeah, like, that's the thing I'm excited about. Is yeah. Because, like, the problem with Thopter... Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas, for anybody wondering. To be totally honest, both of them. Because the problem with Thopter is that the sword is terrible in multiples. Yeah. And you don't want to draw it ever. But when you can make it a 5-5... Five, five right, exactly. Tezzeret, that's what yeah. I'm saying. With Tezzeret and other cards, it's pretty good. And, like, maybe even an affinity list to give them, yeah. like, kind of a grindy plan. But I Completely. don't think it's going to be as... And, like, Lantern gets way better with it. Or not way better, but better. Like, there's definitely things that it's going to be doing. It's just... It's an interesting card mm-hmm. because of the multiple factor. And because... And it, I do think the funny thing is that both these two cards coming up basically mean that Bloodbird Elf and, and Stoneforge Mystic are never being unbanned. Because they expressly said that the fact that you can't cast Cade yeah, really right. into it yep. means that it's safe in the format. So like Bloodbraid Elf isn't getting unbanned. Yeah, yep. And Thopter Foundry, the fly I just mentioned, is that you have to play four of them. Right. And if you can get away with just one and four Stoneforge Mystic, yeah, that's I mean, also a huge problem. <laughs> yeah, like definitely for me, definitely definitely for me that it makes it definitely makes uh, Tezzeret really really interesting. Um, it also just there's just some really, really interesting artifact-driven decks now that you can start to mess around with. Like, just very cool stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of the idea of Insole Artifact now. Just, like, you can just, like, play a deck with Insole Artifact and, like, for each of the combo pieces, and just all of a sudden, like, your Insole Artifact just gets to, like, slap onto a onto a two-cost ca- two artifact on turn three if you have nothing else. is sure. pretty good. I mean, I don't know. that We've built, you and I have both built the Tezzeret decks before. Um, we've brewed them. Yeah, many, many times in my life. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you, now you get to now you get to do the thing where you're like, okay, I'll just play the combo, I'll play a bunch of Torpor Lords main deck, Well, now you have Tezzeret. a threat that's not Tezzeret, yep. and you have something you're digging to that's worthwhile with Tezzeret, which mm-hmm. are two things the deck kind of was missing. And now with Thopter Foundry, the, there's also the chance of, like, I just make Thopters and block my Tezzeret until I have enough Thopters to combo you out with my ultimate. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there is one issue here, and that is that in... in there's a lot of answers to sort of the meat combo, like Abrupt Decay and like just like Colgon's Command, like a lot of like heavily played cards to take out an artifact. And what you have to do to kill that deck is just get rid of the Thopter, the Thopter Foundry. But like 
also decks that know how to take advantage of it, decks that play, say, Academy Ruins, like, that's a really, 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 really annoying combo to play against. It's just super annoying. And it's also really, really, really good against the aggressive decks. Because if you can stabilize, there's pretty much nothing at all that, like, Infect or Affinity or any of the aggressive decks don't want to see other than you having a bunch of flying blockers and gaining life. Like, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like against it's, it's Burn. Good against, uh, like it, what's really interesting about it is people, especially before the Pro Tour even, were like, the problem decks are going to be Infect, Burn, and Infinity. Yep. And this single-handedly makes that not as much of an issue. Yep. <laughs> so that's definitely really good. Um, yes. People on the Twitch stream... Mm-hmm. So some of them, I'm not uh, Mr. Sledger. He's not sure how good Thopter Sword is going to be in uh, Lantern Control. Yeah, I Thopter mean, I was... Sword doesn't do anything Lantern wants to be doing and requires some odd restructuring to make it work. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, it, it's I don't know. Like that deck to me is like it, I guess it does give it one more win condition, which is definitely interesting. Uh, I mean, one of the inherent problems with that deck is that it it can stall out and take too long, and if you play it improperly and takes too long, I've seen people just like lose by not. You know, if you make one mistake with that deck, you can let your opponent out from under it. Right. So, and you have nothing to back that up if you make that one mistake. There's not that many decks in modern that one mistake will lose you the game. Sure. I mean, some, but some that deck some. in yeah, particular, yeah, that deck, yeah, yeah. if you screw up once with that deck, you you're 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 bombed. So having the backup of just a really powerful combo goes a long way. Sure, um, goes a super super long way. So I don't know what's the what's the deck that you think your is the Tezzeret deck the most exciting thing for you with the unbanning of Sword of the Meek? Uh, I think Esper in general is probably pretty yeah. decent. Just like a good old fashioned control shell that's running like two of one and two of the other, and just is trying to get there. Right. Um. I do think Ancestral Visions is the card I'm more excited to do stuff with. I was messing with some rug builds because you kind of be, want to be in a weird space in that with that card because you either want to be a control deck that just wants to refill their hand eventually and is going for the late game right. or you want to just jam one early and have a way to get rid of it. I do think both make Jace way better. Yes. Or not way better, but better because Ancestral Visions lets you discard. Yep. Or Jace lets you discard extra Thopter. For, so like both of these are cards that you can get gluttonous in your hand with cards that aren't good. Right. Like because with Ancestral Visions, you get stuck with the copies you haven't suspended. And by the time you get these off, they're dead cards. And because with Thopter Foundry and uh, Sword of the Meek, extra swords kind of don't do anything. And it's better to be in the graveyard anyways. Right. The ability that Jace just put it in your graveyard makes him just one step better than he already was. It makes Thirst for Knowledge like such a good card in the format. Like it, it, Oh, it, Thirst is really it good. It just yeah. becomes, like if you're going to play that deck, like Thirst for Knowledge all of a sudden just becomes, like it, there's no there's no instant speed draw three, discard one right. card in modern. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's definitely really it's definitely really interesting. I, this We're going to be in a very unique place now. Modern should be completely flipped on its head. Um, I'm a little afraid Kolokan's command just becomes super, super prominent again. Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, I think it has to, which means that the 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 moment for Burning Coco to come back is seems to be gone. Um, what are you gonna do? Right, right, right. Um, all right. So are we uh, are we logged in? Did we find any? I'm looking for it. I'm I'm failing on my phone and I can't do it on my computer. Struggling to find it. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about. Oh, well, I guess we can do another pack opening. And this yeah. is the first one while recording. So. Uh, all right, Battle for Zendikar. Okay, you're going to open that, and I'm going to see if I can find this. Mm-hmm. All right, a bunch of cards that don't matter, a bunch of cards that don't matter. Uh, 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 a bunch of uncommons, a Blight Herder. Blight Herder? And that's it. 
It used to be good. Then for it's a, a card second. that's no longer going to see play. Right. It's just so much worse than Reality Smasher. Yep, completely. And the deck doesn't want five drops anymore because they're no longer three drops yep. slash four one drops. <laughs> um, go ahead. Let's open. Let's open one more pack. One more pack. All right. Yeah. All right. So in the meantime, I'm also going to check out on our little our little voting path. Got it. Um, all right, one more pack. Okay, let's just get through the battle for Zendikar cards. Let's just do it real quick. All right, nothing, 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 nothing. Ooh, Oblivion Sour. Who's got a mythic here? There you go. I still. Why are you still calling it sour? It's oh, it's sour. I don't know. I think so. I mean, because it's it's it's. That's I don't know. What I've always thought. Yeah. It's, I got it in my head. Why do I call it Sage Rhino? And because uh, <laughs> you're weird. <laughs> Is it satire or satyr? I want someone to spell that. I think the is satyr. Phonetic. Okay, satyr. Um, okay, so it, it is like the Jewish hall like meal during Passover. All right. So okay, we got uh we got some we got a couple shout outs here. Um, are we ready? That is true. Blade Herder can't. Oh, I guess I didn't really think about this, but processors also are slightly better because they can grab visions out of exile. True. Put in the graveyard. I mean, I wonder, like, we're, I don't think we're any, I don't think this will happen, but if Ancestral Visions becomes as much of a pain as uh, it was back in Standard, do you remember that at the Pro Tour in Standard, Rift Sweeper was like a, like a main deck four of in a bunch of decks because of how good Ancestral Vision was? Sure, and then processors are just better, ver like, Blade, yeah. not Blade Herder, but uh, what's the, what's the um, minus three, minus three to a creature? Uh, one black, oh, two oh, 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 strangle, strangle, waste strangler, wasteland strangler, wasteland strangler, wasteland yeah. strangler is just really good against it. That card is Gets, good. Yep. All right, shout out number one. We have Dave and Carlo, and he uh, he wants us to shout out to Silas. Hope he chokes on the ancestral visions he bought today. Kidding, he says. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, sir, thank you for being a supporter of the podcast, and uh, also for being a, you know a supporter of. Of our Patreon. It's awesome yeah. of you to do it. So, I mean, let's let's do all the... Now that we've kind of gone over... Anything else with the bannings before we move on? Well, I mean... What what deck are you most excited to play with? Oh, man. I think Tezzeret. Like, I've, I've loved that card. I played a Tezzeret deck back in right. Standard. I, I just adore that card. So, that's really fun for me. Um, I think... I mean, also, though, Ancestral Visions is a sweet card. Like, I mean, I'm really... I'm very interested in in this deck, and this is I've been talking about this for a while. But there's there's the new flying two one for two with flash out of Innistrad of Shadows over Innistrad. Sure. There's also Dimensional Infiltrator, which I've talked about before. So now in back to back sets, they've made two flash two one flyers in blue for two, which is a rate they had never printed before. So now you have eight copies of this card to go with your Delver of Secrets, to go with whatever other one drop you want to play, and you have Ancestral Vision that you can play on turn one, holding up your counter magic. So they're they're essentially building you some sort of like flash mono blue deck with a bunch of soft counters and just like I'm not saying that you know it's the the craziest most amazing thing but like what's to stop you from maybe playing this deck and splashing green and just like playing rancor and just like end of turn flash in my two one on my turn pay one green attack you for four and then like you just sit on counter magic and everything's so cheap and so efficient and has flash or cost one and it sounds like a deck that you would love. To play, <laughs> I would love to play this deck. I, I mean, so anyway, my point is, I think that ancestral visions any any deck in modern, like it's a very unique modern card because this card hasn't ever been legal in modern. Sure, and modern's a format where you pretty much always want to have something to do on turn one if you can. Um, but it's a very it's a very very interesting card because 
it's like turn four is supposed to be when this format happens. So the setup turn, the fact you can play this for one mana and by the time right. your deck is supposed to be doing something, you can sort of come back in. I don't know. I, I think I think it's gonna be pretty awesome. Like I just I'm just excited. There's a lot of room to brew. There's just a lot of sure. room to brew. Uh, I'm most excited probably for like a bug a bug list. Okay. Because I mentioned before that both of these I want to play both of these cards in the list, but yep. both of these cards a favor grindier strategies in many ways because it like gives so you more, more time to draw your cards, <laughs> and b you get Liliana and Jace. Okay. So getting both of them and being able to dis discard the extra ancestral visions or the extra Thopter combo pieces that you don't need it seems so good. Plus. Academy Ruins and Engineer's Explosives is it's both your good. Favorite thing ever. Yeah, so many good things about there, what's going there is on that, here. There's that new card, um, that new Plus one. Plus Engineer's Explosives on zero no longer kills a flip Jace. Speaking of your Trinket Mage whole plan, there's that new artifact from, that one drop artifact that transforms. It's like a, what is it? The, the, it's like one drop and it like it's a, transforms it has for six or something two -two like that. And for six minutes it becomes a 4-2 flyer. Yeah, that struck me as like a card you would love to play. It's like a one of in one of your silly Trinket Mage decks. No. No, not good? No. Six is too much? Yeah, I guess it's okay against Goblin God. Just stops them. The yeah, I guess they just trade. There's a lot of cards to talk about here. I'm I'm very excited. Are we? Yeah. Uh, are we? Should we? How do How do you want to do this? You want to open another pack right now? You want to do another shout out? Sure, I'm gonna do another pack. We should just like glutton ourselves Bomb through, through the packs. Through no, 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 through shout outs. Or you want to do? Well, yeah, we we sent the message oh. to our fans. Oh, 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 guys, what? Get ready. Act of treason. Mighty Leap, Macabre Waltz, Volcanic Rambler, Maritime Guard, Hitchclaw Recluse, Knight of the Pilgrim's Road, Nantuku Husk, Deep Sea Terror, Leaf Gilder, Seismic Elemental, Necromatic Summons, Fleshbag Marauder, Fleshbag Marauder, fan favorite, Jace Wins oh, Prodigy. Oh, <laughs> we opened a Jace! Yeah. Oh, and, and the Mythic Token from Nissa. Wasn't the deal that we opened Vrin's Prodigy? I got to keep it? Wasn't no, no, no. I'm pretty deal? sure it was Spellskite. <laughs> you just opened, we just opened a $100 bill on the podcast, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. That's well, so something that's cool to know about all these packs is these are all either Fat Pat packs or winnings from pre-releases. Yeah. Because I don't open them, but I also don't buy packs. So, that's like, I've just been saving these. And so, like, and generally pre-release packs and, and, and Fat Pat packs, I feel like I have a higher, higher chance of getting uh, Mythic Rares. Yeah. Just because they seed them for whatever reason, right? Because I mean, didn't you like? I opened, I opened a pack with four mythics. What? Sorry, I opened. Sorry, <laughs> I opened a a seat like a a sealed pool. Oh, a fat pack. A fa like not a fat pack. A uh, sure. Whatever the pack is called, a book. It's a book. This a year, book. The pre-release set oh, oh, thing. Oh, I got you. Got you. Um, and I had I think six mythics in one, and one of them was foil, hmm. which is pretty insane. Yeah. And just because it's like, oh, cause, I don't know, it's seated. That's my theory. Also, you automatically get an extra rare that could be a mythic, so I think that helps. I was unfortunately at my brother's bachelor party in Tahoe this weekend. It was like one of those things where I was like, had I was like family or a magic pre-release, and I was just like, oh god, I want to play in the pre-release so bad. And uh, I people are pretty excited that we go open to Jace on the cast. It's amazing. Yeah. I feel like there should be. I'm gonna try by the end of this cast to convince you to sign it and give it away to a fan. I know it probably won't work. And then I'm also going to start a Twitter fan account and try to just win it from you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. See, this is why I can't trust you. Um, <laughs> no, no. But I, I mean, it is pretty sweet that we just opened a friend's product. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, this is like a super, super just like not good card. But I just was thinking like, Jace is so good in modern. And there's that new four drop madness counterspell. Um, I think it's, I think it's three to counter normally. And then it has madness four. It's just counter target spell. And like, I just wonder, like, we've never had a looter in modern anywhere near as good as Jace, ever. Not even close. Sure. And cancel is not playable. Like, there's no way cancel yeah, is yeah. playable in modern. But the fact that you can make it one mana. Is that in future sight? Because it's not in the new set. There's it's not, not a... one mana. What? It's, it's Madness 4. Yeah, yeah, that's the new one. That yeah. seems worse. 
What is there a there was a back in the day there was a, a three mana and then one mana for every card in your graveyard. Oh, circular logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's from that's from torment. I know. Oh, I don't. I don't know yeah. what's in future set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's weird cards in that set. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think with the bannings, that pretty much that pretty much covers it, right? Um, do you want to do a quick? Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm now organizing my cards, so I'm just about ready to do our top tens. Do you want to do a quick uh, recap of the of the March Walker Madness really quickly? Sure. Because and by like, the way, go listening, go to our Twitter, Twitter.com/slash/theMMcast. Um, find us if you don't already have an account and you're listening to us right now uh, this is your chance to go start a Twitter in the next hour and 30 and vote on this to, to see who wins is it going to be Karn or is it going to be Liliana um, or is it going to be me winning the Jace we just opened um, Kessler wasn't paying attention he didn't just laugh he must have just been ignoring me no I'm trying to figure um, out Twitch stream stuff uh, so yeah I'm busy go and, so, so go and vote um, but, uh, but he's going to find he's going to find the results and he's going to give you guys a quick you know, talking through. And while he's doing that, I'm going to give another shout out. Here we here go. I can now get on our, the internet. I moved the Patreon. windows around. So Jack Urbanis uh, is, this is our next shout out. Um, he wrote us a note. Um, this is really nice of him. He said, Hey Ben and Alex, my name is Jack and I've been listening since day one. Your episode with Chapin by Grixis got me hooked on Grixis and I still haven't looked back. Thanks for everything. I'm glad, and I'm glad I can give back. Well, we're glad you can give back too, man, because that's awesome of you to say. We also loved the Chapin episode and in a lot of ways, we both kind of got hooked on Grixis at the same time. Like we were both fascinated after that episode. Yeah. Um, I just broke my heart that Colgon's command exists and ruined all my fun. But I do love that card. You made so much more fun for the rest of us, yeah, though. Yeah, <laughs> the card is super sweet. So thank you. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. That, that's our shout-out for there. And so now Kessler is going to give you a countdown. So we started with 64. Started with 64 walkers. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it was inevitable that Liliana was going to end up as number one. Sure. Or at least a one seed. Um, Karn, I guess, was... was Karn was pretty close. Cool. I mean, there was, was a third, top four. Maybe? It, was, it was third. Jace got kicked up by Ugin. Which was surprising. Um, was like which was surprising. Uh, and then Karn kind of won the whole thing from that point on. Because yeah. Karn was like beat Ugin for obvious reasons. People better. have like people just have like this love affair with, with Karn Liberated. It's oh, very Karn's funny. losing. Karn went down at 62 to 38 with oh, 86 no. votes. Guys, you gotta vote. Go vote now. <laughs> they need I voted stickers for this. <laughs> yeah, seriously, well, right? Make sure to vote in your local primary for the uh, election. Votes. And then they're happening here. live now as we're talking. All right, so I actually have gone through using the points. Yes. From the voting, like okay. the percentages. Yep. And then added it all together to see who, like, what the actual new ratings are. So right. we have the new ratings here. And I'm going to, I think I can make this live even so people can see it. I can't. All right. Whatever. So the weirdest thing to me. Right. Is a Johnny Vengeance is the only person who made it to the like a, a later round, but people from the previous round that got kicked out are higher than him. Both Elsbeth and Jace have more points than Ajani does, but he got farther in the tournament. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I think we all I think we both knew Ajani to some degree was going to do really well. Sure. Like, like I think that was like a thing we, we just because that card is is effective in modern. It's funny, like Elspeth, right? Elspeth was high on the list, and everybody knows the power of Elspeth Knight Errant. But I think we both looked at that card just being like, nobody really plays this in modern. As good of a card as it well, is. John, uh, like in hindsight, Johnny has seen more play, significantly more. tournament play in modern than Elspeth yeah. has. Yeah, I think so too. Um, f- interesting enough, speaking of Elspeth, is the card that we were most wrong on was right. Elspeth Terrell, which is the five mana Elspeth. And I think that's purely based off the fact people thought she was the other Elspeth. 
Really? Yeah, I think she got because she, she got to the second round and like did like pretty well in the first one. But I think that's because they just you know most people just refer to Elsbeth as Elsbeth and forget that Scars of Mirrod and Elsbeth exists. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So that's. I mean, like we'll we'll keep coming back to this, but right now, thirty eight sixty two percent. Yeah. It's like I it's think close. At this point, I mean, there would have to be a pretty severe, there would have to be a pretty severe uh, re-ranking by the end of this too. Well, I mean, uh, if enough people re like quote it saying "vote for Karn," sure, that's I think the way to accomplish maybe getting Karn some votes. Okay, chat. If you can think of some way to win this JSF Kessler by uh, I don't know interacting with this poll, just go ahead and shout it out. I'm on your team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, actually, I'm gonna open another pack. <laughs> we didn't get to split the Jace. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. <laughs> all right. This kind is uh, Magic Origins. I'm just going to finish Magic Origins, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what, now what's left for us to really get here? We can't open right. another Jace. Well, there's a foil negate. Yeah, well, there so, goes our foil Jace. So not a foil Jace. Yep. Well, there's, there's two more packs of Magic Origins. All right. Bunch of cards I don't care about. Bunch of cards. And Jace's Sanctum. They hang out with Jace. All of my instances Jace's. of sorcery spells cost one less. And if I cast one, I scry one. Actually, a foil negate's probably worth something. Now that I think about it. Yeah, people it's play like it. It's like a played card. It's like 50 cents, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Get right. Rog for president, cool. somebody says. Um, you can buy two cards from Liliana, <laughs> so I bought it for Karn. <laughs> Lily for life. I agree. Mm. All right, so next section. All right. Time to do our top tens. Time to do our top tens. Top tens. Are you, are you ready? Have uh, you, have you see, figured I've got, out your I've got one, two, three, I've four, five, six, seven, eight. I have to kick out two cards here, so I have to just decide which of these cards are going to make it. All right, I like that card. Those, neither of those cards are really my style, so we'll go with that one at nine. Why don't we? Why don't we? Do you want the chat to pick? Because I could pause the recording. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, I have. I, I'm, I just. He's ready. It's He's done. ready. Okay. And then I have like a lot of like. Can we do our a quick couple honorable mentions of cards that aren't going to make it? Sure. Before we do it, yeah, right, we, I we each get three. Okay, so this is a weird one, and this is not my. This is not like me at all. But um, the card grotesque mutation, which I didn't use for the card, I just used for the art. Because the art's awesome. Look at that. Look how cool that is. Oh, the it looks like parrot. Have you seen the anime Parasite? You haven't seen the no. anime Parasite. It's like a hand with like just like carrots, but like parasitic sausage fingers yeah. that look like carrots. And also, then like, they look like Eldrazi tentacles. Just and it's got a sarlacc. For, it's got a sarlacc <laughs> for a palm. <laughs> sarlacc for a palm. You like that? Yeah. Star Wars reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. Grad please. I got it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's my first. Oh, so we're mentioned. doing we're doing our top ten shadows over Innistrad cards. I don't know if we explained that to everyone. This is gonna be a full thing. We're doing it live. The announcement for Modern happened today. We're also doing our Innistrad review. Uh, so get ready. Top ten cards from Shadows over Innistrad. Also, just a reminder because we realized we didn't do this. Make sure to go check out our sister podcast, The Command Zone. Yes, of course. Uh, they 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 do awesome Commander content. Yeah, and they're just genuinely genuinely awesome dudes. Speaking of Commander, this Jace can now go into my. Nice. Like actual modern deck, so that I can put the foil Comic Con Jace that I've been using to play modern with into my Geist EDH deck. That's all foil. Yeah, your Comic Con Jace. Like in retrospect, I had the option. Like I think you guys were in line or something like that, and I, I can't think you were like, if you just drive down here, you can just join us in line and buy this set. And I should have just done it. I should have just gotten in the car, literally driven to Comic Con, stood there with you, gotten yeah. a ticket, gotten my, and driven back. Your the story would have been way better than the story of what you did instead. Do you know what you did exactly? Yeah. I thought you knew and you were going to make fun of me live. No, no, I don't know. Um, I don't know what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that grotesque mutation was my first one. Uh, so mine is Soren. Honorable okay. mention. Yeah. Didn't, didn't make my list. He's he super didn't make sweet. It for me either. He He's a six sweet. drop, but all I want to do is flip over an Emrakul and dome someone for 15. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the card is really, really, like, really powerful. I kind of, like, someone please 
And maybe we'll do it in a Deck Doctor episode. So Patreon specifically do this. Or maybe I'll just do it. I want a brewed black-white Tron list. Okay. Yeah. Black-white Tron with... With Soren. So you just, like, you play Soren on turn four, five, It sounds six. pretty gnarly. Yeah. yeah it yeah. definitely sounds like a good way it's to like just... like a five like, drop, I guess. Because yeah. you need black-white and the land. Eh, looks sounds rough, but let's to do mess, it. To mess someone up. Um, I, so, okay. I'll throw another honorable mention at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's four modern. Our shadows are... It's four modern cards. So these are, like, our bottom... These are our honorable mentions. They're not on our list. These are cards that we wish would be good, but probably aren't. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll probably go honorable mention here will be harness the storm i think that that's a card that is actually modern playable like it's good um, okay but it costs three and i can see i can see like the setup you play your cantrip you play it on turn three and then you kind of you try to go off on turn four with it um i just feel like storm like storm is good enough already to not have to just like add in a three-man enchantment okay um, because unless i'm mistaken pyromancer's ascension costs two doesn't it um, yeah, it does. Yeah, which is like kind of doing the same the same kind of thing. Just, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is better, I think. So well, together they start going insane, but I don't. It might be a little bit win more. I just don't think you can play six to eight copies. Sure. Of enchantments. Well, I think that, this is like your fifth. Maybe you play one. I think you play one of. Yeah, which is why maybe it's a. But it's a, to me, it's not like interesting. Like it doesn't. It doesn't like um, sure. break a new archetype or something. So, so my next one is skin evasion. Okay. This is the skin uh, invasion enchantment aura for one red uh, enchant creature. Uh, attacks each turn of Fable, and when Enchanted Creature dies, returns Skin Invasion to the battlefield transformed under your control. And it's a 3-4 when it flips over as a creature. You just get a 3-4, dude. This is the the one, it's one red, and it's a yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so you, like, you play it on something, you sack it, and then it comes back? Well, that's an option. To me personally, I play it on their creature, right. make them attack into my Tarmogoyf, and then I get a 3-4. You think that that's possibly constructed playable? I think so. But it's an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, honorable mention. I think it, it like I, I definitely think this will see play in standard. I can't imagine it not. It's really, really strong for its converted mana cost. Uh, yeah, it does seem sweet. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of, yep. there's a bunch of honorable. I got, mentions. I got one more honorable mention that I'm willing to talk about, and then we need to get into our top ten. Okay, um, I'll talk about my. Well, you okay? You do yours. Brain in a jar. It's funny. That was totally on mine. That was totally the one that I wanted to talk about. I guess I'll just you say brain in a jar. Let's just. Let, I mean, we could share brain in a jar. I'll just I'll just say just because it's not on my list. Okay. Old Graph Scavenger, the the new three four for two, like the baby Tarmogoyf oh, okay. card. It's just not good enough for my list, but it is good. There's it's this is a really good set to me. Like this is just genuinely really good. Um, also, one of the cards that is definitely on your list that isn't on my list because I know how much you love it. Uh, we'll just I'm just gonna say I won't say it, but I know you know what it is because it's just not my kind of card because of how much it costs. What card? I'm not gonna say it. Just. I don't even know. I know what's on your list. Just not even because I know, but just because I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. All okay. right. So, Brain in the Jar is... Uh, I, I like the idea that it's like kind of Aether Vial for, for spells. That eventually you're just going to get some sweet stuff for one mana. It's really cool. That yeah. card is super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Cost two mana. Like, I definitely see... I could see us being wrong and this should be just on our list. I can also see this never seeing play ever. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is one of those cards. This is one of those cards that I would love to hear... Chapin talk about it. Like I would love to hear like some, you know some somebody whose mind is extremely sort of attuned to evaluating these things, like really outside the box thinkers. Um, in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe when I listen to top level podcasts, he and Flores might have actually talked about this card, but I can't quite remember. Um, or was that Jerry T? Did Jerry T talk to us about this card? Was he saying that he was excited about this? Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, this card is sweet. That's an outside the box thinker. So maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. we're onto something. All right, should we get into our ten? Yeah. All right, number ten. 
Go ahead. You go first. All right. Drownyard Temple. Mm. This is a land. This is the three return of the battlefield this is, one? Uh, yeah. It taps for a uh, colorless mana. And then uh, three return re- return Drownyard Temple from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. It's the one with all the cryptoliths pointing in the ocean. Right. Summoning Emrakul, most likely. <laughs> story. Story, story, uh, story. <laughs> um, this is it. All the cryptoliths point here. Jace Bellerin, flavor text. So... The reason I really like this card is, A, it's good in the exact type of graveyard and grindy decks I like. Yes. Um, it's good with Bloodgast because mm-hmm. you can play it out of your graveyard. But also, just in general, if this is in your graveyard, it's basically like a free rampant growth. It's a three-mana rampant growth, but it's an instant speed rampant growth because it's a card that you you cast it. It's basically drawing you a card of putting a card in the land of the play and ramping you on turn three, so your turn four, you have five mana. Fair. Yeah, um, I get Which that. I think is really strong. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is a build around me card. This is a card where you now now you have access to a land that you can play directly from the graveyard for mana. So like this hasn't existed before. I mean, sure. it's always 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 interesting, and I always say this. But it, it also it doesn't take a place of a land drop. Like if this red play this card from your graveyard, still good, but it's, it accelerates you. But it saying. accelerates you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the self mill strategies, yeah, it is it is interesting. And, and you and you, like you can discard it to Liliana or Jace. Like it, the value you gain from it is pretty high. Yeah. And this goes with and your you favorite. Can just and, cast this, it. and this goes well with your favorite card in the set. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's your number ten? Uh, my number ten is Sin Prodder. The uh, the one red two colorless for a three two menace devil at the beginning of your upkeep reveal the top card of your library an opponent may have you put that card into your graveyard if a player does Sin Prodder deals damage to that player equal to that card's converted mana cost otherwise put that card into your hand. It's like sort of a it's like this weird like reverse dark confidant sort of. Uh, kind of effect. It's got like that Soren effect a little bit too. This is a Sim Prodder? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. I've, I, I, you'll now be the fifth person today that I've argued with about why I don't, I'm not a fan. He, it's one of those things where like if he was a 2-1 for 2, yes, he would be insane. Um, I don't even know. Well, so the problem A, I mean this isn't complete, this is kind of a fallacy, but the fact that he can kind of lock you out of your land drops because your opponent can make sure you don't get lands when you need them. Well, if you flip a land. Sure, but. Yeah. And then the, it just—it's always going to give you the worst possible option. And I guess my big issue is that the decks that really want it right. are burn decks. And burn decks, I'd rather just this be lightning bolt or or any of the other two mana burn spells. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's number ten. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like our lists are going to be pretty different here. Like, uh, no, this this set's cool because we're gonna, our lists are going to be so different. I don't yeah. think I don't think my list at all is going to be similar to yours. No, I uh, yeah, I, I mean. I, also, it should be noted, by the way, that like you have a slight advantage on card on card quality here because you played with it over the weekend. And sure. I haven't gotten to play with it yet. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, I don't think I didn't play with a single card on my list at the previous. But I'm sure you at least played against some of these cards. I played against at least a few of them. Yes, I would be <laughs> amazed if you hadn't. So, all right. Um, all right. What's your number nine? Number nine is Falconrath Gorger. Falcon Wrath Gorge. So this is the first time they've ever printed a two one for one in red, and this one has an upside. <laughs> that's not true. Two one for one in red. Yeah, that's existed a bunch of times. Name one that had no ups, no downside. Every single one has had a oh, downside. Well, you didn't say that. Sorry, sorry. I meant, yeah. I meant that. <laughs> this says okay. So this is this is a they've only ever printed two ones for one red. Yeah. As a jackal pup, like, but there's yeah, always a downside. There's like you take a damage or, or something bad happens to you. This one doesn't have a bad side. Fire Drinker Sage. It has a good, like, it makes all of your, it's a vampire lord that makes all your other vampires have madness for their converted mana cost. This card is, is definitely super, super, super interesting. It's yeah. just one of those things for me where I'm like, I wonder, I wonder actually how cute your deck would have to get 
to be able to play. You don't, you don't think we're at a point? I mean, like, there's a in this new set a lot of the like some of the push two drop vampires, yeah, like the the ones that like can be three X's, yep. Um, have discard involved. There's yep. the flip one. Yep. Um, also, I think you could probably get away with playing Olivia if you're going to push the vampire deck, like yep. red, red, black vampires in modern. Sure. But vampires now have had th- four sets where vampire tribal was a thing. An aggressive vampire tribal was pushed between the two Zendikar blocks and the two Innistrad blocks. Right. So I think they're, they're it's, po- I mean, like, that's all that Merfolk really has. Merfolk e- has, like, classic cards plus, like, Okay, but, Lorwyn. but here's what, but here's Barry's what only has Lorwyn block, and it's like a, a people think it's a playable modern, you know, or it is a playable modern. It's tier two, but maybe I, I okay. I like the card a lot, definitely. The card, the card was just outside my top ten. Like it's a very very cool card, sure. and it is it's a two one that's non legendary. For, forget for one. the madness though, just a a two mana one red vampire and yeah. vampire in red. Like just just the fact that you'll cast this and then turn two you'll play like blood gas or something. Turn three you'll play one of the like the three lords followed by vampire nocturnus as a four drop. Yeah. Like there's a pretty insane things going on. Remind me with madness creatures, you have to play them at the time you could cast them. Like No. You can play them whenever. Instant speed. Yeah, as long as whenever the discard happens. So you just so, play four faith yeah, moving, or and, and you play like yeah, and, and your Colagon's commands get super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like during combat, you can like you can like burn kill a creature and discard your own spell to put your own creature into play. Yeah, yeah, there's cool stuff you could do there. That's interesting. Um, yeah, sold you. All right, what's your number nine? Okay, my number nine is uh, the Thalia. The where is it? The human Thalia's lieutenant. <laughs> what the heck's it called? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find find it on my list. Thalia's Lieutenant, that's what it's called. Oh, Thalia's it's the Human Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One white, one colorless, human soldier, 1-1. One, one. When Thalia's Lieutenant enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 one, one counter on each other human you control. Whenever another human enters the battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Thalia's Lieutenant. Super, super interesting card. Because yeah, definitely powerful. I, uh, human Lord, like it's a two-mana Lord, so that yeah. in general is powerful. You, like you have this plus the one-drop one that has its same ability that gets bigger. Champion plus of the you Parish. Get, uh, your, your Mayor of Aberbrook. Mayor of Aberbrook. So that's like, get in there. Yeah, I mean it's true. Like you could, you can definitely. I guess you would need a, the correct one mana human. Um, aside from Champion of the Parish, well, you get the one that when it dies, you get a spirit. There's a few. Yeah. there's a few one mana humans out there. That in are modern, good. though, you would really need like. I'm, I'm sure there is a sure, one sure, mana sure. human that is like the correct human, but I think this card's good. I think this card has quite a bit of potential. Um, I think quite a bit of potential. Like it's yeah, a yeah. two mana lord. I agree um, with you. Also, there's like. With Merfolk, like Merfolk are very specific. Humans are not that specific. There's a lot of humans in modern. Sure. So you get Well, that's to... something interesting about this set. And when it was really hard for me to kind of like whittle my list down. Avacyn Pilgrim, by the way, human. Yeah. Like Land of War Elf that taps the for white. green, yeah. Uh, something that's interesting about this set is that all the tribal de- cards make it kind of weird to rate them. When yeah. I was putting this, I had to kind of cut down on my tribal cards. And I think this goblin was the only one that... Or not, this vampire was the only one that really made it. Yeah. Just because like... If this is a deck, it's this card will be a part of it. But if that yeah. is not a deck, I don't think it'll be a part of the deck. I picked the vampire because I think it just has value beyond that. And the fact that it's the first positive right. two one for red ever printed is kind of insane. Um like that would be constructed playable if it was just a two one for red in many a standard. How sweet is it that you could play four of this new Thalia's Lieutenant, four Mare of Avabrock, and four Dark Confidant, and then you could play twelve one drops that are humans that are sweet? And then you have like dark. You just have like dark confidence. Like as a black flow. white humans. Uh, and well, I guess green too. If you oh, were gonna play, yeah, yeah, if you were gonna play. You, then you get a you get bloodshot champion. Yeah, I mean it seems fun. It yeah. su- seems like a super fun deck. The fact that you could you could play dark confident as a as part of a tribal deck. Sure. Uh, seems really fun to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems awesome. Um. All right. Next round eight. All right. What's you wanna, your, it's your turn. 
Oh, I thought I just I, went with... Yeah, yeah, but we'll just we'll okay. bounce back and forth. Sure. Don't make me start every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number number eight for me is Arlen Cord. Arlen Cord. Green, red, two colorless. Okay. It's a flip planeswalker. It's yeah. the new four drop in Jund. Um, it is three loyalty, plus one until end of turn, up to one target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains vigilance and haste. Um, that's a very cool ability. Definitely really good. Yep. Uh, um, one, one thing I did mention in the previous cast that I'll mention again is that all, when we were ranking our planeswalkers, I yeah. was super hate. Like, I had a lot of haterade for, like, all of the, like, Rouseric and the new, yeah. um, the new, not Thassa, the green, green blue planeswalker. Oh, 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 um, the, the one. Kiora. Kiora. Yeah, the new Kiora in that, like, I don't think the untap a creature is a legitimate protection. Right. But I do think the plus two vigilance is kind of insane. And the vigilance on that is legit. Cause like yep. Tarmogoyf into her is insane. Totally. Um, I mean, so her second ability is zero, put a two, two green wolf creature token onto the battlefield. Uh, the, the crew just said Norin is a good red human human oh. that, that with champion of the parish, you get value. Cause it any grows in. So we're going to collect four color, four color humans. Now we just cut black. Yeah, it's true. It was Bob. I though. just like dark. Here. Sweet. All right. Continue. Um, yeah, so, okay. And then she flips, right? So Arlen cord, uh, you make your two, two, uh, and that, that flips Arlen cord. So you play Arlen cord, you get a two, two, you flip Arlen cord. Now it becomes Arlen embraced by the moon with some really cool art. This is a very cool looking planeswalker. This in foil is going to be awesome. It's a werewolf. I've um, seen it in foil. Yeah. Is it awesome looking? Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet. Plus one creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample in the end of turn. Um, minus one, Arlen Cord, Lightning Bolts, something. Um, and minus six, you get an emblem with creatures you control, have haste, and tap this creature to deal damage equal to its power to target creature or player. So just an all-around good value four drop in a color that likes its value four drops. Um, right. Just like, like, like Huntmaster-ish, a little different than Huntmaster, but kind of plays in the same way. The thing is, there's, there's a lot of options for that four-drop slot, and um, I just think this card's sweet. I think this will, this will definitely see play. People will definitely try this out. Mine's way higher. I have it on my list, but it's much higher than there. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, like, I I, I, I think some of the I'll, cards I put I'll, ahead of it are... Yeah, I'll talk about it more when, when we get to okay. my, my turn. <laughs> sure. All right, my number eight, Avacyn Archangel. So I have Avacyn Archangel a little higher than you. Okay, cool. Which is funny, because I didn't like that card at first. Yeah, when we, I, I listened to our first live cast, which was the last time we talked about it. You were yeah. you were a little bit more on the haterade. I was hating on it a little bit. So ignore the flip. Okay. Ignore the flip. Sure. A 4-4 that makes something else that you're playing, into, like other creatures in play at that point, indestructible, including her, I think. Yep. Vigilance Flying Flash really is good. insane. Yep. Like, I, I, like the Restoration Angel is a good card, yeah. more because it's a 3-4 for Flash. Flash yeah than the actual ability gives. That's totally. the thing people forgot when it first came out. They were like, oh, but how how good is the blink? How am I going to force this blink when they weren't thinking, oh, wait, a 3-4 flash that has upside is insane. <laughs> and that was standard. This is arguably better in standard. I would say the 4-mana, the 5-mana, the fact that it doesn't go infinite with Kiki-Jiki hurts it, but right. I think this card's insane. I think yeah. it's really good. I am in total agreement with you. Um, I And then if you flip it, it's like a crazy board wipe, then you have a giant... Flyer and how do they deal with that? Look, Sarah Angel in it today was considered too good for standard. Okay, right. Sarah Angel is this card with with vigilance and and not that was flash. With Black Lotus. In the format. Yeah, like this is totally nuts. It, it so if anybody who doesn't know what Avison the Avison Angel does yet, um, it's white white three for a four four flying flash and it has transform vigilance, uh, vigilance. flying flash vigilance. Uh, and when it enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn, and it transforms if another creature, non-angel non -angel creature, creature, dies under your control. It flips over into a 6-5 flying when it transforms, deals three damage to each other creature and each opponent. Sure. Um, just a beast of a card, honestly. Like, just, yep. like you 
you need to deal five damage to kill this card in modern. So you're not you're not going to bolt it. You could bolt snap bolt it, but like you need to pass. Sure, bolt, this. but bolt snap bolting anything is going to kill it. And kill anything <laughs> with the rules change. Her backside is not zero cost to be decayed. It costs five. That's yeah, the yeah. They've changed the rules yeah, now. Yep. So now you actually need to be able to get rid of a six five that costs five mana. Like this is going to be path is your answer. I mean, it's weak to path, but and white just got better, and it's it doesn't have trample. So I will say with thopters, yeah, being a thing, yep. is one of the reasons it was maybe a little lower on my list, just because like. This is no longer as possibly insane as it used to be. It's still really good. Yeah, completely. So, um, all right, that is your that is your number eight. eight. What is your number eight? Okay, mine. No, I did my. It was Arlen Cord. So my number seven. Oh, this is a good point. I actually didn't even think about. You can, and this is from Sped thirteen thirteen. You could play another Avacyn even once you flip it. So the six five Avacyn doesn't compete with the first she's Avacyn. Not legendary and, and as long as you don't play another creature, they're both at angels, so they'll never compete with each other. Yeah, that That's is sweet. Pretty sick. Um, okay, my number seven, Asylum Visitor, a card I am very excited for. Um, black and a colorless for a vampire wizard three one. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, if that player has no cards in hand, you draw a card and lose one life. Um, and it has madness, black and a colorless. So this is like some sort of a weird. A weird hellbent parallel, uh, like blood scrivener. That no, this card's sweet. This this just cut. I just cut this from my list. First off, three one for two for two is pretty good. It's a vampire. Speaking of that vampire tribal, it's also tribal, a wizard. Like it's all uh, sure. <laughs> I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying like that. They're relevant card types. Like wizard, yeah, yeah. wizard is not as tribal as vampire is, obviously. Right, right. But like, there's definitely something interesting there. This card is good. This card. Well, uh, but beyond any of that, just the fact that like. Getting yourself and or your opponent hellbent in black is not a hard thing no, to do. No, no. Like I can completely see like a madness. This the one drop, the two, the red. Some some of the vampire tribal, but just yeah. playing Liliana the Veil. Cards that have a lot going or on, or even the new the creature Liliana, because right. she's at least gonna get in there. And then yes, yeah, she makes a zombie, but like the vampires are gonna right. die. You have enough aggro creatures that she'll she'll flip, and then you get to do the double discard for madness plus. Right. You get to reanimate your vampires that died. Like that deck seems good. I mean, cards that have a lot going on historically are my favorite kind of cards. Sure. Like, if cheap cards that have like lots and lots of text are just cards I like a yeah. lot. So a black and a colorless. Card, that card might be one of the more underrated cards from this. Set. I think it is. People yeah. aren't talking about it. Black and a colorless for a three-one vampire wizard, right? So right away you're just like, okay, relevant relevant creature types and it's three-one for two. And then you're like, oh, and it has madness. So I can now I can play some yeah. some weird value thing to get this card, and then on top of that, this generates like insane card advantage if you have a deck that knows how to play it properly. Well, and if you're playing man, a madness deck, one of the flaws of madness deck is you run out of cards because yeah. you, you you get yourself hellbent, and yep. this is great in that deck. Yeah, each player's upkeep. If that player has no cards in hand, you draw a card and lose right. one life, so it can trigger twice if you're playing instance. Yeah, awesome. I think this card's great. This card almost made it a little higher for me. Um, yeah. All right. What do you got for number seven? seven? Number seven. Uh, prized amalgam. This, so this is, is the the black. I was looking at you. I said this thing seems clunky and slow, but I get it. I, he made it. He didn't make my list. Uh, so for who, people that don't know, it's one colorless blue black creature type zombie. Uh, right. It's a three three. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard, return prized amalgam from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped at the beginning of the next end step. So the reason I like this card, right, is that it's. Vendrian's three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> yeah. Just it's way easier to work towards because Blood Gas brings it back. It's less fast, so you don't have the combo win, but you can very easily have a Blood Gas end this in your graveyard, even on your opponent's turn, do some dread shenanigans by drawing cards at instant speed. Right. And just 
fetch and your blood gas will come back and then this will bring back. So you're on your upkeep, you have the four power plus the blood gas. And if you can do it, and then at that point, because it's a zombie, and this is why it's relevant, is it you can then use grave crawlers and cast them to bring your vengevines back, doing a lot of damage. So pretty much, I mean, it's like this is like how we work. If a card works as vengevine, it makes your list. If a card works as grand architect, it makes my list. Yes, and that's just how it is. Right, and that's the only reason I like this card. Yeah, but I, there's no way I'm not putting that on my list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, there are some interesting cards that that enter from the graveyard, and even especially a card from this set that we're going to, I'm sure, probably both talk about later in our lists. I'm guessing. Um, but I could be wrong. Sure. Um, so yeah, but it's a three, three that's, that's for me, that's yep. the, that's the issue. It's, it's a three, three for three. So it's, but it's, it's a three, three for one. Yeah. Right. right. No, I get it. <laughs> really. It's a three, three for, for free. So, uh, three, three for free. It, no, it just rhymed. It's just a rhyme. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're on to number six now, right? See, he thinks it seems good. Sir, you yeah. 1996 is on my side. What's I'm your like, number six? Uh, my number six, it's the new cycle of dual lands. They reveal a land. Really? Lands. Yeah, well, I, I just, the, here's, here's the reason I thought about it. So, first of all, you, you play fetch shock mana bases, and you play a lot of fetches, and you play a few shocks, and that tends to just be the way it works. But imagine if you were to balance your deck in such a way that you played a lot more shocks and less fetches and more of these guys, right? So, let's just say that your base was like, 12 shock lands in a deck as opposed to like the four to five that a lot of decks play. Sure. Um, and you play a bunch of these guys and maybe a few fetch lands. A lot of your opening hands, you're going to actually just be able to play untapped. Instead of taking three, you'll be able to take none on turn one to hit your Thoughtseize or to hit your Delver or whatever it is. And you can, I think you can sequence properly. Now, I haven't tested these extensively, but hey, the more I thought about it. I do think that I can see them seeing play. So like there's something that's always been a problem with with fetch lands yeah. or lands in general is that generally they favor the control deck right? because the it's hard to get untapped lands early that punish you late. That's why the fast lands are so good in a lot of combo decks or aggro decks for the first time. That was kind of the first right. time they ever did this where this is a card that is good on turn one. Right. And what I like about this one is it allows you kind of do that. It's like fast lands five through eight. Exactly. And from that perspective, I can see where you're saying of these are good cards to kind of let you have aggressive starts that aren't going to be so punishing against your life total, right? which is important. So I, I get that. And the fast lands are really good. The, the fast lands are historically lands that actually end up seeing play in a lot of modern decks, and they were underrated for a long time. They didn't sure. see play for quite a while. They're, I don't think these are quite as good, because late game, they're both bad. Um, and early game, the fast lands are better. Uh, and also, these didn't open up any enemy design space. They're both just allied colors. But sure. to me, like lands are always going to be interesting. Like lands, lands make more of a difference in modern decks usually than like the, the spells do. Like your mana base, and like if there's a really good new cycle of lands or really new good land printed, it can often make a big difference. Right. So to me, that's why maybe I'm overrating these a little bit. Maybe maybe they're actually trash. But to me, that seemed interesting. Are we gonna open another pack at the halfway point? Do you have, yeah. Well, do you have, we have we have we have six left, and then I'm gonna open another pack. Wait. Well, you have your. Oh, I just did my six. So now your six. What was your number seven? Silent visitor. We didn't talk about that at all. Yeah, we did. Silent Visitor was the 3-1. Oh. Did you skip your number seven? No, I've just been confused. All right, number six. Okay. My number six. Uh, Thing in the Ice. That's only number six for you? Yeah. So, okay. Well, I've, I've, lost, I've lost a little hype on that card. Why? How? It's so good. <laughs> um, it's, so, like, something that to keep in mind in my number one 
Is that pairs and decks that want to play Chronozoa and Hexparasite? Is that what you're going to get at? <laughs> uh, more to the fact that... Yes, that a, just happened. <laughs> a card that is good early and good late is generally something that I'm going to favor or something that's overtly powerful. Okay. And I think this card is not the best late game. I mean, I guess it just depends what's and in your deck. do you want deck. to play like eight? Because like, now with Ancestral Visions competing in that same deck kind of deck, like now right. you have like eight cards that are terrible top decks. I mean, okay, so I understand that this is where I think people are missing this card. And I I know I just made a joke about uh, Chronozoa, which is only partly a joke. Like that, I don't think that that's going to end up being a deck in modern. It's definitely a deck that I'm going to try to make work in modern. And those of you that don't know what Chronozoa does, it's a card that I love. It's one blue, three colorless for some sort of like illusion or something like that. Three, three flyer enters with, I think, three fade encounters on it. When it when it dies, if it has no fade encounters on it, you put two tokens into play that are copies of it. So What's relevant about that is that's another card that when it has zero token with zero counters on it, it transforms into something. And you have planeswalkers in this format, you have hex parasite, you have vampire hex mage, um, and you now have these cards. So it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, oh, we're getting into interesting design space where this hasn't existed before, this hasn't been done before. To me, it's not that hard to imagine like playing thing in the ice in your main deck and then just like pairing it. Like like hex parasite's fine. Like that card's totally fine, especially. If, if you have an engine that lets it get big, which yeah, this does. especially like if you, I mean, and then there's Liliana's the veil. Like it does, it definitely does stuff. I'm not, I'm not screwed. It's on my top ten. I'm not saying this card isn't good. I just, yeah. I guess, I, I when I first saw it, I was much higher on it yeah. than I am now, and now I'm a little bit more, more afraid of its viability. Yeah, I mean, add that to the fact that the standard use of it is just like in spell decks. This card's really good. Add that to the fact that it's a horror. Spell Sky's a horror. Hunted Horror's a horror. There is like a horror. I mean, I'm deck. rolling my eyes at the horror idea. I but think you could build the, a horror deck. Tempo, <laughs> the tempo list or the spell-based control threats, I'm not fully against it because it is also like, it's kind of a Wall of Omens card. It's really good. I mean, like, yeah. it's really good. Zero four. I think it is. I just Zero don't know if it's my number one favorite card. Um, so, okay. All right, so now we're halfway point. We're at the halfway point. Gonna open a pack. This is the new Phyrexia pack. Okay. If this is a spell skite, Ben gets it. <laughs> Guys, we already opened we already opened up Jace. If we open up Spell Skite, this is truly a special episode. Alright. I am a fan of the front card. It's not not a spell skite. It is a suture priest, though. Oh, I love suture priest. For a vault scourge. Actually, Ooh, vault scourge. how many of these are modern playable? Vault scourge. Suture, taxi no, no, no. Suture, suture priest is. Suture I know. Priest. I'm saying the first three cards all are commons, all modern playable. Gitaxian Probe, Vault Scourge, Suture Priest yep. all have Seen one pro, or Suture Priest is not one of Pro Tour, but Gitaxian Probe and Vault Scourge but are both one Pro Tour. Suture Priest is top eight today. Glistener uh, Elf. Wow. <laughs> all right, it's lowering here. Okay. Full charge. That's Dismember, Malaria, Silvic Outcast. Oh, Malaria. That's a pretty... I mean, like, that's kind of the thing with this set. The thing with New Fricks is how insane it is in Modern. Yeah. Out of all of these cards, out of one, two... Out of 15 cards, five of them have won Pro Tours. One Pro Tours? Did Infect ever win a Pro Tour? Oh, maybe not. No. I don't think Infect does. Did, five did, of them are tournament... These are all tournament champions. I don't even know if Probe's ever won a Pro Tour. Yeah, it did. Was Probe in the Twin decks? Oh, maybe it didn't. Maybe I mean, when a Pro Tour is a strong... There's only been, yeah, like, four yeah. Modern Pro <laughs> this Tours. This hasn't been that many. All of them have won a GP, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Infect's I think every single one of them yeah, won a yeah, GP. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think any of them sure. won a Pro Tour. All right, cool. Dismember. I don't even think, inf- has Affinity ever won a Pro Tour? Dismember won a Pro Tour. Yeah. Um, in the most recent one. Affinity never won a Pro Tour. Yeah. Okay, so I was wrong. You were totally wrong. I also don't think Pod <laughs> ever won a Pro Tour. Yeah, it did. Or no, no, it didn't. It didn't. That was the Amulet Pro Tour. Man, I am shamed. Yeah. I'm going to leave now. Everyone just has been by himself in the podcast. All right, that was cool. All right. Or wait, Amulet lost in the finals to something else. 
The, tw- the twin, maybe? I said pod, not amulet? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, that was the one where amulet got second. Justin Cohen lost, getting second he place. He lost the twin. He lost the twin, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. We getting mixed up. Because Blood Moon against pod, they just... Yeah, he, yeah just, the, the guy cast Blood Moon twice. He just got wrecked. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> All um, right. Number five. All right. I'm going to go with mine. Traverse the Ullenwald. I went higher than that. I have no that. idea if I said that Uven correctly. Uvenwald. So this card's really interesting. It's sweet. It's so high, It's first, high on my list, like, so we'll both talk about Delirium it. Delirium in Limited was much harder than I thought it would be to pull off. Yeah. Um, you had to actually work for it, which is cool. Like it just It's something you had to pay attention. You had to do it on purpose versus yep. accidentally getting it sometimes. Um, but in Modern, how often is a Tarmogoyf for 4 or 5? Like all the time. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Yep. So, like, this card, for those of you who don't know, it's one green for sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. If you have Delirium, which means if there are four more cards types among cards in your graveyard, instead, search your library for a creature or land card, reveal it, and put it in your hand, then shuffle. So here's why this is relevant. It can get any land. Yep. Once it's delirium is turned on. Plus and it's a one mana creature tutor. I was gonna say, so the land thing the land thing is interesting, but getting delirium in a deck to replace Sylvan Scrying or Expedition Map in the decks that want to do that, getting delirium quickly is gonna be harder than you'd think. So getting it really early in those Yeah, we, we thought of it like Tron has s- sorceries and artifacts pretty consistently in its graveyard. Yeah. But getting a creature, a land, or an instant are the things that are difficult. So you could get a you, you you do get the green you do get um the red the new wrath yeah the the colorless wrath colorless bunny ears. So here's what's interesting: um, one green for a creature tutor in modern is not something we have. That's that's yeah unique. yeah that doesn't exist. That's really good. No, people no, no, have no. even said people have even said that El, El-, El- Adamri's call is something that they'd be interested in seeing in modern, and a lot of people have said that's too good. So. I think, I think that one green for a sorcery in a format that you, if you build your deck correctly, well, you can like almost in, in always... Any of the, in the Malira decks, like those get a bunch of stuff in their graveyard really easily. Like, right. That, and that's just the one thing. I, like in rug, rug decks that are playing Kiki-Jiki, this is great. And though, like, there's yeah. a bunch of places I can see this doing well in. So there's, the, the interesting thing about this is that there's a wealth of modern combo creature decks that don't see play in modern. And one of the reasons that they don't see play in modern is because A, creatures are susceptible to removal, and B, because there's not a lot of great creature tutors in modern. What this card does is opens up the design space for brewers to take advantage of a lot of things. Right. You know that I'm a fan of like the Dusk Mantle Gelbage Minecraft combo that doesn't see a lot of play. I'm a fan of the Peely Paula Grand Architect combo. Like there's interesting combos that don't see play in modern that you can try to do something really cool with. Right. And this card is a big, big part of getting there. Why are you smirking? Somebody's uh, laughing. So Army 8H Strong made a good point about the New Phyrexia pack. Yeah. That the New Phyrexia pack was more of a modern pack yeah. than most modern Masters packs. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Fun. All right, continue. <laughs> um, yeah. No, this card's insane. I mean, it's it's Green Sun Zenith is banned. Yep. <laughs> and arguably at with Delirium on this card, this card is better than Green Sun Zenith. You have to work for it, which is which is definitely relevant. That's not something that you I guess just... it doesn't put it into play, but Yeah. You can't we can't just gloss over that. Like you do have to work to make this work. So so that matters. But um, you know, it's there's there's a lot of space with this. I mean, yeah. I've thought about Plus playing... Plus Tribal is in this format, so there, there are some spells you can just play that auto to Delirium and like... Like, people have tried building decks with Time of Need before when they want to get like Kiki-Jiki. You know what I mean? Like, people have... Like, people get really creative with their creature tutors. So the fact that this is going to end up being one green for a creature right. tutor is just... that To me, that's what this card is. Yeah. And, and also the fact that in its non-Delirium opener is fine. It just means you just fix your mana. Like, yeah, yeah. 
It's just like it's just trades I mean, it's like, out of the land. Fine, but it, it's definitely something playable. And and doing this and then snap back, snapping it back later when you have delirium exactly. later is pretty good. Or with Jace even yeah. like there's well, a lot of cool things. I, I I definitely want to play this in blue. Yeah, like this in rug sounds sweet. Yeah, well, just also because like there, this that. It's a tutor that also makes your mulligans easier. So sure. it's a tutor that you can keep a one lander now if this is in your opening hand, which is great. Yep, I agree. So, all right, that uh, that's your number two. Not my number two. That was my number five. Sorry, that was number five. What's your number five? Avison. Okay. Yeah, we talked about it already. Yeah, she's sweet. She's really I mean, good. Anything else? Uh, no, but I'm going to move on to my number four. Okay. It's my favorite card in the set. Okay, what's number four? This is this is the wolf that I've been tweeting about that I love so much. This is your number four? I love this card. This okay. is and and I I'm I'm sure almost positive that I'm overrating this card, but to me this card is so interesting. I like I haven't heard almost anybody talk about this card. Sure. One green, two colorless for a two-two trample wolf warrior. Silver for silver fur partisan. His ability, whenever a wolf or werewolf you control becomes the target of an instant or sorcery spell, put a two-two green wolf creature token onto the battlefield. So here's what's important. This is this is a heroic trigger on anybody's target. So a removal spell your opponent plays that's targeted, you get a wolf. Then that wolf has the same ability. So they haven't printed wolves or werewolves in modern that aggressively yet, but we're not that Ooh, far from both, it. Both set, both major sets, like, and the the first time we were at Innistrad, like Mayor of Averbrook is a pretty pushed werewolf lord Card's because good. there's not there weren't that many werewolves back then. It's kind of how the the Eldrazi. Right, Eldrazi Temple and Ibugan were fine back in the day because, like, who cares that your nine, not you know, nine mana cards have like lands that make them cheaper? It's when they come back to the set and they like we now yeah. have that above and beyond amount of tribal support is that when they start breaking. So, Mayor of Aberbrook is definitely a card I'd be looking at, and they pushed both werewolves and vampires, vampires in this set and zombies. All three yeah. of them have like pretty sweet cards. So, one thing that I and talked humans, about, all of them. One thing so I talked sweet. about, um, I was tweeting about this last That's week awesome. quite a bit. Um, so. Everybody has to remember here, Gutshot and Mutagenic Growth turn into instant speed, two life for a 2-2 wolf as soon as you as soon as you cast this card, which is so cool. Like, it, the fact that he's a 2-2, that your Mutagenic Growth means I counter your Lightning Bolt, get a 2-2 off your targeting, and get a 2-2 off me targeting, so your Lightning Bolt is a 1-4 on trade, I get 4 more power out of it, like, is nuts. Add that to the fact that Gutshot is a playable card in Modern and just has been like a fringe playable card in Modern for a long time. So what if you build a deck that's like Silver for Partisan, either a bunch of heroic creatures that make creatures and like Young Pyromancer, or you go ahead and just play like Phalanx Leaders, this card, for each of the of the Phyrexian Mana spells, and then the best things you can think of that get better with plus one, plus one counters on them, and then that's your deck. And then like, I don't know. I'm Again, I'm just sort of spiraling here, but I love this card. Like, love this card this is i was tempted to put this card even higher because i think it's my favorite card in the whole set i've been trying to brew with this card for two weeks now what do we have to say about someone this someone complained that a two-one flash flyer spirit card tribal is not your favorite card in your set and is disappointed in you well i didn't include it i didn't include it this time in my top 10 so it's it's a it's an honorable mention that one but to me i'm still like i made my point <laughs> i made my point last set um, so until I actually, until I like prove myself right by actually like making a good deck with that, I can't just like, well now you have four and I, I mean, now you have two of them. You have eight, I know. eight copies. That's like what you I'm need. I'm telling you. That's with, what you kind of said last time is with what you Delver needed. and ancestral visions. Like I, I'm telling you, we're not that far off from that being a thing. We're really not that far I, off. I don't hate the idea of, well, plus you like, you can use this to give hex proof. Is the other one a spirit? No, it's an Eldrazi. It's an Eldrazi. Yeah. It's an Eldrazi. Yeah. And then, you know, Delver flips into an insect. Sure, sure, sure. There's also cards that like, 
your tribal shenanigans aren't working out for you here. Yeah, aren't there cards also that like make creatures with flying better? Like, was favorable wins? It was that card that I'm forgetting. I, I have no idea. Nah, it's just creatures you control flying get plus one plus one for two. It's a, it's an anthem for two. It's sure. Not that good. All right, my number four. You already said it, but on theme with your werewolf. Okay. Well, your werewolf friends, Arlen Cord, the Planeswalker. Got it. That card, uh, I I played against it. I didn't get to play with it, but I played against it at the pre-release. Right. Is insane. It is the gr- and it's super grindy and it's exactly like the exact four drop that Jun kind of wants. Arlen like Cord. I think it replaces all the other four drops pretty quickly. Interesting. It's another. The, the other reason I put it higher than I normally would was because of the ancestral visions unban. Right. Like Bloodbright Elf is never going to be unbanned, so like the four drop slot in Jund is now very much up for grabs, and Arlen Cord seems better than anything else. I get that. No, I totally get that. That seems that seems good. Like it 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 out Olivia's Olivia as a removal spell. It out uh, value creature creating um, the the the, the other where Huntmaster is it like, f- is it like it, for it's sure better, better than Huntmaster? Y- I want to say. The only way Huntmaster is maybe stronger is the life gain. Interesting. How good does gain whatever amount of life it gains? Uh, I mean, it gains two, and it also... Yeah, I mean, it's true. I guess this is more controllable. Because um, you get the wolf, or you make your Tarmogoyf better. Like, it does everything you kind of want. It's yeah. super sweet. I get that. It's fair. And it, and it goes... Like, not just John. Like, it go, like uh, I can't read this thing because it's too green and too bright. But I think it's Keith brought up. Like, it definitely does strong things in other decks like Zoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine like playing Nakadal into this and then just making your Nakadal a 5-5 Vigilance. Got it. So, uh, quickly, sorry, just jumping back to something. Somebody asked me this uh, before, but uh, Zada, Hedron Grinder, the, the four-mana the four legendary goblin yeah, yeah. that has the copy-all spells thing, doesn't, uh, doesn't do this. It doesn't work with, with the Silver. The form. Werewolf. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, I checked. Okay. Because it's a, you have to cast the spell targeting it, and that just the copies put the spells on the stack, copies the spell. Oh. So it's kind of like the storm thing. Um, that's the whole deal with heroic. Is it true? The, the deal with heroic and and this card, which is like double heroic, is you it, have to cast it, which is great because it it resolves on the resolutions on the targeting. Sure. Um, not the resolution of the spell, uh, which is super super positive. The other thing about that card to mention, by the way, guys, and if I ever do this in a tournament and I win, it'll be like the proudest moment of my life. This card with. Uh, uh, silver, sorry, I just jump ship back to silver for it. Sure, it's fine. I don't know. Keep going. Travel preparations, which is like a common from the original Innistrad, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite commons from Limited. Uh-huh. Green and a colorless, put up to two plus one plus one counters on up to two target creatures, um, or it's put a one one counter on up to two target creatures, and then it flashes back for white and a colorless. Is so bananas with silver fur. It's like so good. You're spending two mana to put two power on the board and then get four more power off of the targets. And then the next turn, you get to do it again. Like, it just seems insane. Um, probably not playable, but like, seems like so much fun. So, anyway. right, back to my card, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Arlen Cord. No, it's really good. I mean, and we didn't really talk about the other end, which is relevant, is it also pluses your whole team on the other side and gives them trample for that, like, almost a mini ultimate. Like, it's actually, I don't even know what its actual ultimate is, and I think that it's pretty irrelevant because its other two moves are so strong. Um, But I'm going to look it up because I feel like that's, uh, what's it called? Which one? Arlen Cord's ultimate. Oh, oh, it's 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 the fight. All of your wolves can tap to fight for six damage. To target creature or player. Oh, yeah. She's nuts. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like your new favorite card. Well, she's great. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, number three. Number or actually, before you do number three, I think top three deserves a pack opening. Three. Uh, I'm going to do Battle for Zendikar. 
Uh, all right, we're adjusting now because the spell sky's off the table. Um, what do I get? Come on, give me something. You already uh, got a chase. If you can have any of the battle land expeditions. How about just any expedition? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well played, sir. Well, what, what, you're going to open an you're going to open an Eye of Ugin uh, expedition right now. Well, this is Battle for Zendikar, so I won't, which is oh, great. Okay. All right, a bunch of yeah, anything bunch here. Of anticipate. I can anticipate some great pulls. Yep. Mm. Uh, it's gold. March of the Tomb. Oh, that's great. The ally card. I do, I will say, for in March of the Tomb's defense, I really want to build, and I think that uh, the Rally of the Ancestors is just better. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I want to build the four Halmar Excavator, which is the ally that when an ally enters the battlefield, mill. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. if you get like five of them into play, you instantly win. Yep. Of course you love it's that. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be sweet. Of course you love that. All right, card. moving on. Moving on. Oh, the chase that was. Oh, it's right there. Yeah, Ooh, phone's on top. Of it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Number four. Number three. Wait, I have my number four. So. Oh, I see. okay. Number four. Anguished unmaking. I don't know what that is. You don't know what it is? This is the lose three life vindicate that doesn't hit a lamp. Oh, I do know what that is. Yeah. Okay, that's my three. That's your three. That's my number three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this card's really good. This card, black, white, colorless, instant exile target, non land permanent. You get, you lose three life. Like what? Cards are good. This no, 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 yeah, no. I think it. I mean, like it. it if you're playing white and black together, it, like in J Abzan decks, it just replaces Maelstrom Pulse. Maelstrom Pulse. Yeah. Instant speed is way better than not losing three life. Yep. By like a wide margin. Well, Maelstrom Pulse at least gets all copies, isn't it? Doesn't. doesn't sure, but Exile is more important too. Like, there's like. Right. There's a lot of reasons. I mean, instant speed is everything. Instant speed is everything. It's everything. Everything. Like, <laughs> this this for three takes out Karn. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, and like. The continue this train of thought, like Esper, this is way better in Esper than like any other removal spell Esper has access to because you can hold counter magic up and then exile a thing at the end of the turn. Like, just there's so many good things. Yeah. This card's sweet. Are we really going to release this, by the way, on as a two hour podcast? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of the whole thing. Cool. Yeah. And this is not the bonus episode. We have the bonus episode coming up soon. It's yeah, the, the, the lore episode. The lore episode? Happen, I don't know if it'll happen this Friday because mm. time wise. Um, but we'll, I'm gonna sit in on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I'll you'll be, ask questions. I'll be interviewing you. Yeah, it'll yeah. Be fun. You'll be the fry of the podcast. It'll be good. Um, all right. So that, that was, was a future Rama reference. I know it was. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe people online didn't know. <laughs> okay. All Speaking right. of like non-magic related subjects, we got some good feedback to our uh, our our Batman versus Superman rant last week. Yeah. So we'll do more like when we see like legit movies that we have opinions on, we'll probably do them at the end. We'll probably just rant about something today. Maybe. Maybe. Did you Maybe. watch the Walking Dead finale? No, I don't I don't watch that show. How did you not watch that? I don't watch any Walking Dead. It's been bad since season two. That's not true. It's been bad since season three. Three and a half of four were bad, but then the rest of it's been awesome. Okay, well it's I've been better and better. I've been done since four. You're being rude. That disease in the prison, <laughs> I was done. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to magic. All right. Uh I have three left and two of them I've already, we've already I said my number three, so it's your three. Uh okay. Anguish so I'm making, card sweet. My number three is possibly my other favorite card. And that is... Is it the Flash 2-1 flyer? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> uh, no, my other favorite card is Relentless Dead. Oh, this is the zombie dude. This card's so sweet. Yeah, not on my list. What? Yeah, this I know. another card where it's just like, they put so much text on this card. They put so many of Yeah, abilities. I like looked at it, looked at it hard. I hoped you would put it on your list because I couldn't, I had to like take it off. Do you know that Gitrog's not on my list? Uh, that's not surprising. Yeah, but relentless dead is. So now I feel now I feel absolved of all, all guilt. Right, how are, on the are you rug. sure that get rugs on my list? I know it's on your list. 
There's zero chance. Get rocks. All right, let's continue. Black, black, black for a 2-2 zombie. Menace. So, okay, 2-2 menace for two, not playable in modern, straight up. But it is a zombie, so it has a good tribal type. So it already gets on the radar. It's like, all right, this is interesting. What does this card do? Then, when Relentless Dead dies, you may pay one black if you do return it to his owner's hand. So straight up, in a zombie deck, that's playable. Like, it's a returnable 2-2 for two in a tribe that is interesting. Then it has another ability. When Relentless Dead dies, you may pay X colorless. If you do return another target zombie creature card with converted mana cost X or less, with a converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. Sure. So you can pay both abilities. Yeah, yeah. You can pay both I abilities. I guess my issue with it is, and I guess they can't make it impossible to, to beat, but you have to pay the black mana as it dies. I mean, I'm just saying, like... That's, that's my only issue. Otherwise, it's really good. <laughs> this card is nuts. Like, this card's legitimately nuts. Well, it, it could also block for days. It's the only... Like, they rarely print these type of cards that can, can block. block. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this card's it's super, good. super, super, super good. So, uh, I fully believe in this card. This is, like, everything... This is everything that a prospective zombie deck needed. It needed a monster power two drop because you already had like grave collars are really really strong one drop. Yep. There's reasonable support. There's no. Some I think I think lords. all of the tribes of Innistrad might get a shot on the arm for modern. I wonder if Diagraph Captain becomes playable in modern. Maybe not. Green does green blue zombies really a thing? I would imagine it's just like you get more value out of playing like uh, the mono black um, devotion game plan where you. Because, like, right. Gravecrawler into this guy, into the three drop that has Undying, into... Right, Jarrah's um, Messenger. That makes uh, sense. Into the five drop that drains them for uh, infinite life. Seems yeah. really insane. Yeah, that's fair. All right, what's your number three? Uh, my number three was English Dunmaking. Oh, that was your number three? Yeah, yeah. This top is going to be not as fun. Cause so, I, I, I'm actually interested to see what people on the, the Twitch stream say. What are the chances that Tomio... Becomes good? No, is it gets a card printed. Because I'm on the no way. But, like, people are on the yes way. You're saying the next set? In the next set. That's a story thing. Well, it's also a, a card. Like, we'll get a card. Do you think there's going to be another blue planeswalker <laughs> in modern? Standard? Um, maybe. Like, She's, like, blue-white or something? Maybe. Like, if we made another Tamiyo, it would have to be... I wouldn't want another five-drop Tamiyo. I wouldn't right. want a six-drop Tamiyo. Maybe, maybe like, blue-white colorless, three-drop Tamiyo. Somehow Tamiyo gets, like, younger. <laughs> what well, does, does a facelift? I don't know if converted mana cost is age related. Uh, well, the Lily like, out of the veil is like the one of the older planeswalkers, and she's a she, her last good printing was three mana. Yeah, but I just mean like, how do you take like wise sage like Tamio at five mana, and then like because like sa- like converted mana cost is beefiness sometimes. Yeah, like like think of the really expensive ones, Karn, Ugin, right. Uh, Garrick are all like the beefiest planeswalkers. Sure. So really, like Tommy was like a Leith Moon folk. She she could be a three mana. Yeah. Just like naturally. I get that. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know. I that's if they print a Tamio and it's three or less mana, I'll be. I mean, I don't think she's being printed. I think we're you just think? getting. I think we're getting Liliana of the okay. Veil. Okay, that's okay. It. I mean, not actually of the Veil, just a Liliana. Um, it should be noted, unless I'm wrong here, I did not put Triskelobia on my list. Tris, tri, oh, Triscophobia? <laughs> I did not either. That card is sweet, though. It's really interesting. It's funny, and it's cool. I think people were wrong that were playing black and had Triscophobia in their sealed pool this weekend and didn't play it. Yeah, well... Because <laughs> I think you could just win off of it sometimes, and, like, the bad life gain is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but just apologizing to anybody who on the cat on the chat is like, I want to know about that card, because, like, that is the kind of card that I would normally play. And uh, It does say you win on it. Yeah, that's the, the problem with the problem with both standard and modern for it right now is that there are lands that you can easily manipulate your life total with. Right. 
in standard, once the pain lands rotate out, I'd actually think Triscophobia has chances of like doing well in tournaments. Trins, Trisk decaphobia. Well, wait, no, no, no. But it, you lose the game if you have exactly 13. Sure. Yeah, so you don't want to manipulate your life total. Yeah, they, but you choose where it goes up. No, 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 but your opponent yeah, yeah, currently they, has they the can, ability to they can naturally because they have pain lands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But once pain lands are out of the format... Yeah, yeah, yeah it becomes much, a much more violent. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so what's your number What's your number two? We talked about both the t- my two and my one already. What's your, oh, what are you, what's your two? Traverse the Uvenwalds, the, the creature tutor. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Green. Cool. All right. Mine? Yeah. May ribbit on occasion. <laughs> Gitrog monster. All right. This guy's sweet. Yeah. So for people who don't know what this beast of a thing is, I didn't really think it would be on this list, and then I just like kept thinking about it. So it's green, black, three for right. the Gitrog monster. Okay. <laughs> he is a legendary creature frog horror. He's eating some person on the art. Uh, he is a mythic. He is death touch, six, six. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice the Gitrog monster unless you sacrifice a land. Seems bad. Okay. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Okay, makes up for that sure. land sacking. Whenever one or more lands are put into your graveyard from anywhere, okay. draw a card. So the the obvious, the first place game plan people kind of go to are cards like... Um, yes. Brain fart. <laughs> Let me go. I have a list. Get to the list. Get to the list. Uh Dredge cards, but Life from the Loam. So the place, a lot of people went to Life from the Loam. Like, you know, just playing kind of like grindy land strategies where you're sacking your lands, but you can bring them back. You also have, um, there's an infinite combo with Dakmore Salvage. Yes. So Dakmore Salvage is the dredge it's land. So dredge, dredge two. Um, dredge two or dredge one? Dredge two. Okay, you would uh, know this. I'm literally looking at it right now. Got it. Also, I knew that before I looked at it. Yes, I know you did. Uh, and any type of land discard, but specifically Seismic Assault, infinitely kills your opponent because okay. you discard the land do two damage to your opponent, mm-hmm. trigger get uh, the, the frog, trigger dredge, bring it back to your hand, rinse and repeat. And that just goes infinite. Infinite. But also with this card, kind of any dredge card basically goes infinite. Right. And it's infinite. Bunnyfinger is a judge yelled at me earlier because it's not technically infinite because it's equal to the size of your deck, but whatever. Infinite. It, repeatable triggers. Because like the chances if you have a Golgari Grave Troll dredging, yeah. not hitting a land right. is really low. And each of the card draw triggers happens separately. So you can then discard it again to keep drawing, discard it to keep drawing. It's a repeatable effect. So you can pretty much, like, the chances of you not emptying your entire deck into your graveyard right. with Gitrog, a discard outlet, and any dredge card is pretty low. So I get it. Uh, the, the, Git, <laughs> the Gitrog monster. And then you have the, you know, the deck will generally play, like, Life of Loam and Seismic Assault. I also think this is something you just play at the top end of a Jung deck or a green-black deck. It's a horror. It's a whole <laughs> that affects me zero. <laughs> you play at the top of the jump because like it's super grindy. It's really good with cards like uh, Corsair Crucifix, right? Uh, because you can play the cards off the top of your deck as the additional cards. You're kind of building your own sure. version. But it's also just a five minute six six yeah. that just gets in there. Like it's really beefy. <laughs> like Path is the only thing that kills this card in the format. You five, have to make yeah. sure you don't die. But like Jundal is already good at casting expensive spells because it has all the discard available. And it's a frog eating someone. Yeah, it's no, a it's sweet the sweetest card. I got this as my pre-release promo. Yeah, that's amazing. I have a foil one with the stamp. It's great. I'm that's so happy so cool. about this card existing. Yeah, I mean, it's a frog just eating a human. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's your number two. Um, my number one yeah. is Thing in the Ice. Cool. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about thing, t- tell me about it. Uh, I mean, I talked about it pretty extensively that I want to build right. a deck with Chronozoa. Okay. Um, uh, I, I I'm just, surprised my number one's not on your list at all. 
I'm a little curious what it is, actually. I mean, if I just completely missed the boat on a card, I mean... You might have, because this is a card that everyone was talking about the pre-release, but I hadn't heard about until the pre-release. Is it that weird land? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. the flip land? Yeah. So keep talk, talk okay. about your talk about, talk about your number one. Um, thing okay. for the ice. Why yeah. is it cool? Well, so thing from the ice, like, I, I, I alluded to this already, but I really think that... Um, I, I, it's a point that I bring up constantly, but, like, when you think about design space, right, and you think about what are, what are things... That, so... The card Chronos OL, I'll just use an example because it's related to this and this is like my original thought process. I've always loved that card. That card's too slow for modern. It's just, it's difficult. It's it's unfortunate that its toughness is three. It's unfortunate that it costs four. Like, it's obviously long game powerful, but it's just not something you can normally play. Sure. However, it's a card that benefits from one effect, which is that if you can remove the counters, if you can cheat the counters, it gets really interesting. Um, now we have a two mana zero four in the format that wants the exact same thing. So all of a sudden, your card's like Hex Parasite, which, okay, it's a 1-1 one, one for 1. So you kill my Hex Parasite by lightning bolting it, fine. Like, you just 1 for 1, being it cost me 1 mana. It's not the end of the world. Think about something like Fate Transfer. Do you even know what that card does? No. One black. Oh, I kind of know what this card does. Black, blue, hybrid, and one colorless. Instant speed. Move all counters from one target creature to another target creature. So interesting, interesting, right? Now you have an instant speed transform thing in the ice. You can move all of the ice counters onto something else at instant speed. Flip it. Sure. Instant speed. You can target your Chronozoa in response to the lightning bolt. Move all of the vanishing counters onto something else. Um, though I think the vanishing trigger has to happen. No, no, when the last counter is removed. So it, it flips. It, it immediately disappears and then turns into two, three, threes. Okay. Um, okay. So to me, I'm just like, now, we, now I have two reasons to try to do the exact same thing. Add to that Vampire Hex Mage, which is a 2-1 for two with a first strike that is doing something similar, is also interesting. And then lastly... Lastly, you can get really, really interesting. Like, this is something... This is like... I, I brought this to the table and was talking to you about this when Thing in the Eyes got spoiled, but there's a weird car, card from Cold Snap called uh, Sheltering Ancient, which is one green, one colorless for a 5-5 five, five trample. Um, at the beginning, cumulative upkeep, put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature target opponent controls. So if you have things, if, you, if you're... Is he a whore? Uh, no. Then he's, I don't want to talk. He's, he's a tree for <laughs> but, but okay, if, you're, if your Hex Parasite wants to eat counters to plus up... You can steal counters that you're giving your opponent's creatures. You can also steal counters off of your sheltering ancient because they are ice counters, age counters for cumulative upkeep. So you can just keep it at one. Um, you can eat counters off. Of, like to, uh, all I'm saying is, we're a little we're a little clunky, but this is not something. This is not something that we have seen before. And anytime we get new, like a new strategy, something new introduced that that brings up redundancy. It makes things interesting. So that's all I'm saying. Is sure. That's why, to me, Thing in the Ice is already just the obvious use for it is really good. It's a 0-4 for 2 that in spell decks is just really good. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of where I'm at. And that's, I mean, I think that is a place where you and me differ sometimes is I don't, I think this card could just be good by itself. I don't think you need the whole everything. Yeah, I'm just saying. all about it. It's just, it has a lot, it has a lot of play to it. So, sure. Um, what's your number one? Westville Abbey. So this is that. I don't know how thing. you don't have it. So, okay. You know, it's like 20 bucks, right? So like I saw I saw that on the way over here when I was reading about reading about the card prices yeah. and what's changed since the pre-release. But like I was still just like okay, I just feel like maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something on this. It's it's a it's always good. Okay. And standard is where it's like like any deck that's not playing three colors should be playing four. Okay, so it, it's it's a flip land rare that enters the battlefield untapped and it taps to add it, a colorless. It taps to add wastes mana. Yep. Then for five and a colorless, or I'm sorry, for for five colorless and tap. Pay one life, put a one-one white and black human cleric creature token on the battlefield. Sure. So it starts generating tokens. It's so a token value, value land. Five. 
five mana, tap, sacrifice five creatures, transform Westville Abbey, then untap it. Um, becomes flying, lifelink, indestructible, haste, nine, seven. So, okay, for me, I'm like, this is fine. It's, it's a colorless land that in modern has to compete with other colorless lands, sure. which are good. It's five mana and a life to make a one, one, which is like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, if you just had the luxury of just playing as many colorless lands as you wanted, playing one of these in the deck, it's just like, why wouldn't you? If you had the access to it. Right. But to me, I'm just like, okay, most mana bases in modern, and there are some that can support colorless lands. I would lands, say but... that as far as the colorless lands available that don't require specific colors, right. this is maybe the second best colorless producing land in the format. Behind Ghost Quarter. Yeah. So, like, so for, for me, like, I just look at that, and I'm like, and then I'm like, sacrifice five creatures, transform, and flip. It's like, if I have five creatures to sacrifice with this card, that feels like a win more ability to me. That just feels like I, and I, I you get have, that. You have to think about it more along the lines of Greater Gargadon. Not only does this A, have to make your opponent freak out the entire game to make sure you don't get to five creatures and just be able to sack for nine damage. Okay. Because like, there, there are creatures that aren't that, like Lingering Souls in Affinity. This, I mean, I wouldn't play this in Affinity, but like Lingering Souls specifically in Grindy decks where it's just like, oh, I have tokens, but I can't get through of your things that are in my right. way and I have to like somehow get around it. Like there's, there's enough different ways to get like just a glut of creatures that get brickwalled by things into right. play that this lets you kind of go over the top with them. Uh, Zoo is another deck that kind of does that where you eventually are going to get outclassed by your opponent's spells, but you have creatures in play. Right. Um, Beyond that, your opponent just has to be afraid of this at all times. It puts so much pressure on them that you have a guaranteed 9-8 coming in their way that's haste, trample. Like, it's so many, it doesn't have trample. It has everything that's a problem but trample. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally understand the logic here. It's just that when I was looking at it, I was just like... It's I, like a free roll, too. Like, it doesn't... Like, yes, you're, you're competing with other colorless lands, but Ghost Quarter has become less important. It has. Maybe, okay, so yeah, you are competing with other colorless lands, and there are some decks that can support this card. I, yeah. I see that. Um, I also am just like, this. your opponent has so much setup. If they're, if they're actually worried about you getting a 9-7, they have so much setup. They're just like, all right, so I have to save a path, or I have to have Yeah, but if you're doing your spell. opponent is saving a path, you're winning. The, the spells you just described, like, it, Modern is not a format where most of the time a deck is, and maybe this is different because Ancestral Visions exists, but most of the time your opponent's able to be like, oh, I'm ready for anything you got. Like, Modern is a format where at any moment you could just die. <laughs> yeah, I get and, that. And that, in that format, you can't really rely on just having spells ready and saving it for a 9-7. And if you do, you're putting yourself such a disadvantage that most decks should be able to capitalize it or using this card. Fair enough. I mean, I hear you. I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's like you're you're crazy. Just for me, I'm just like you know. I don't think it didn't stand out to me. It stood out as it stood out as a little bit cumbersome. It has a lot of top end power, but I'm I'm not exactly sure. Um, you need another instant or sorcery to trigger the flip. Removing all of the ice counters doesn't flip the card. Yeah, that true. Um, yeah, that's true. When it has zero, yeah. So if you fate transfer, it doesn't immediately flip. I think yeah. I think you need to. Cast an instant sorcery spell to flip it. You keep talking. I'm gonna look that up just to make right. sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that card's sweet. Yeah, like, it's like I think it's really good. I think you're the the other thing is like we now live in a world where, for instance, I think Eldrazi might just play four of these. That makes replacing Ivugan. Like what other like this Ghost Quarter that like it seems sweet and that that just at a minimum is really good. But I think there's a lot of decks that this could see play in. I wonder if there was some sort of. Yeah, you have to have the creatures to sacrifice. Like any two color deck can probably get away with just one of them, but like multiple. Like it's such a free roll to play this card. It doesn't take much effort. I wonder if like a, what if there was like a what if there was like a Tron deck that focused on making tokens, like the X X token spells, and just like used its like <laughs> massive amount of used its massive amount of mana to make like you know six or seven or eight or nine one ones at once and Is had four of these. Better than Karn. <laughs> 
I mean, just play Karn also. Okay. And then just has these in the deck and has that land in the deck. And then just like mid game, you're just like, yeah, all right, I'll just stack a bunch of these one ones that I've made. Probably bad. All right, keep talking. Or like, like okay, another deck that I think this would be really good in. I think this is better than uh, Creeping Tarpet in Fairies. Like eventually your Better Blossom is going to get go far enough where you're able to sack your fairy tokens to this. You're saying fairies could play this. Fairies could play this. Maybe. And it's only two color. You don't need the five color. The three color. Mm. All right. Time to open mm. a pack. Now we finished. That was our top ten. That was the top ten list. Yeah. All you guys out there listening, let us know how crazy we are with our top ten, how wrong we were. Do I you think it. another card should be higher? This felt like pretty, this was like pretty uh, different. Bass, bass backwards. As yeah, far yeah. As, uh, we had like four cards the same and everything else was different. Those are probably the four cards that are actually good in modern. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was one of those ones. I think we both took some liberties as far as just cards that we thought were sweet. Um, I do think it's funny that Gitrog wasn't on my list. And I do think it's funny that Relentless Dead wasn't on yours. That really made me laugh. Oh, the zombie guy? Yeah, an efficient sure. tutu that has like lots of dink and dunk Rube Goldberg implications and like a five mana like dredge card are like the two cards that like, don't make each other's lists. Right, right. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Opening a pack. Magic Origins. I just want, I, I'm, I'm down for pretty much any flip planeswalker. Yeah. And I get to keep anyone we open. That was the deal, right? No. <laughs> if it's a Chandra, <laughs> you can have it. Okay. It's not going to be a Chandra. Uh, 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 a bunch of cards that aren't good. Oh, that's that's a that's a removal spell that's played. That's an elf that's played. That's a weird zombie. Oh, another land. Cor- Caves of Coilos. Look at that. So Coilos. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it for the top ten. That did the top ten list. Do you have any more shout-outs for the Patreon? Uh, no, I sent the message out, I think, kind of late to our Patreon subscribers. The thing is, I can't shout out your emails. I can look at our Patreon. No, I, I, got, I got a bunch of Twitters from them. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I was giving people the option to send us a message. That's why I contacted okay, all the Patreon subscribers. You know, like that's why I said send an email. So we'll we'll do more shout outs. So if you're listening to this and you realize, check your check your like inbox, your Patreon notifications, and respond and send an email. And on the next podcast, we'll do a bunch more shout outs. Um, and uh, and I should have done it earlier, probably, so we would have had more. Yeah, we're gonna we're, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to the messages. We're gonna go to. See all these Twitters that were shouted at us? Mm. Yeah. Here we go. Wish you had told me that. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Let's talk. Here we go. All right. Nick Harvath. Thanks for donating at Good Guy Guide. Good Guy Guide. Do you, Nick- think, he, do you think he hangs out with Goblin Guide? I don't. I don't know. Did you like the new? Um, by the way, that haste the haste one one uh, one one haste. Werewolf? Yeah. I didn't see it once. He's he's interesting. Like I don't think he's good, but it, it got me thinking. It's like you're guaranteed the one, and then if they don't have a one drop, he flips and you get in for two more on turn two. Okay. I don't mind it. Yeah. All right. Mike Morin, sped 13. Yeah. yeah. So is why I give him a shout out. He's any, the best. So any of you that are hearing your name that you feel you aren't getting justified because you didn't get a message, feel free to just send us a message. And uh, I'm going to guess Sped1313, who I just shouted out and just said something on the Twitter. Oh, here we go. Is, is Mike Morin, who is Sped13. And if he's not, then there are two of you and you need to meet. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear yourself and uh, if you hear yourself and, and decide to. So type, Sped, type something. You're on the Twitch. Yep. He says, yep. Yep. See? see nice. See? Good message. Give us man. a message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brian McHugh at Mick Mick. I guess we should have. Okay, you want to do messages instead of just us shouting them out? Yeah, loud? like let's. So so the so the several of you, Nick. Because I think the thing is, just we read their names was like the reward. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I agreed. So we'll just call. We'll, we'll cap it right there. We'll okay. Cap it right there. And the through. three that we just read. If you guys have a message you want to send us, feel free to send it, and and we're we'll, we're more than happy to uh, shout your message out. 
as long as it's a quick message, to, to not so as not to be unfair to those that are going to be recording audio messages that we're going to play on the cast. There's a handful of you that paid at that level that haven't ever sent us a You've message. You've only gotten one. So just record on your phone or something like that. Email it to at, at the MMCast or the MMCast we'll at rocketjump.com and we're going to play it. We played we played one um, from a few weeks ago and it was adorable and hilarious about Splinter Twin and uh, it was great. So I'm totally into that. Um, let's, yeah. let's, let's get some All more right. of those. I'm going to open this pack. Okay. Battle for Zendikar. This is the last chance to get Expedition today. Plummet, <laughs> Coral Helm Guide, Myers Malice, Tajuro Stalwart. I really didn't like this set. Reckless Cohort, Inspired Charge. It's so much worse than the new set. Shadow yeah. Fighter is so sweet. Stonehaven Medic, Smite the Monstrous, Kozilix Channeler, Skitter Skin, Wind Rider Patrol, Jida Offshoot, ugh, Dual Full Art Land, and Brood Butcher. Brood Butcher. What a yeah. cool, what a cool rare to have opened. I'm so excited. That was a bummer. Actually, that card would be sweet and limited, though. It was <laughs> sweet and limited. But not, this is not, that's not what this is about. All right. Last but not least, I think. Touching all the garbage. All right. Magic Origins. Let me do this one. All right, you got this. So my good luck. Good luck touch. Um, yep. Yep. We're just gonna open this right now. And do a thing with the thing. All right. So here we go. Number one. Amprin Tactician, Fetid Imp, Smash the Smithereens, Negate, Fastwood Gorger, Heavy Infantry, Bonded Construct, Pricklebore, Reef Soul, Fairy Miscreant, Sky Snare Spider, Bounding Krasis. Sweet. Love me a Bounding Krasis. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Undercity Troll, Molten Vortex. That's that was the rare. The rare. That's the rare. Molten yep. Vortex. It's sweet, though. Actually, it's like, like bad vortex. seismic assault. Yeah, Molten Vortex. But has it's like its... better in some other ways. It has its places. Um, all right. Well, there you go. There, that was the podcast. I mean, do we, do we want to talk about a thing? Well, you didn't watch the Walking Dead finale, which was the big thing to talk about. The national championship is happening as we speak. There was WrestleMania. I didn't watch that either. Yeah, I didn't watch WrestleMania. I started watching Game of Thrones again. You hyped for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is sweet. Yeah. Um, I might be on the Afterbus panel for that. Ooh. I, f- I filled in a couple times last season. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can... You should get me on. I'd, I'd jump on that. I could <laughs> talk about that for days. You'd have, to, you'd have to go through a mountain of interested hosts. There's so many people that want that job. Man, um, I don't want that. I don't want to work for it. Yeah, I just want it to happen for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, what else? What else is going on? Uh, I don't know if any... This is, I guess, news. I'll just share. I don't know if any of you guys are fans of the CW show The Hundred. Probably not, but maybe. Oh yeah, actually. Okay, so this is our little last. Tell the world about what what's happening. There. <laughs> All right. So some of you may follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm at Ben Bateman Media, and I'm at Kess Wiley. Yeah, and so I I work for I'm a freelancer, a host, and a multimedia host. So I do a bunch of work for a bunch of different companies. This one, RocketJump.com, is one of them. AfterBuzz TV is another, and uh, I cover television shows. Uh, one of the jobs we have there is we do. You know, we do recap shows. So the hundred was the first show I ever covered at AfterBuzz, and it was one. Of, it was the available show when I started. It just was a new show on its second season. So I've worked for AfterBuzz for about a year and a half, and there was an actress named Alicia Devon Carey who played a commander on the show, which is like a post-apocalyptic drama sort of. It's like it's like sci-fi Game of Thrones a little bit, and she was a lesbian commander, and the lead on the show, also a woman was a bisexual character. And they had a relationship on the show that was teased at for like two years. And so what happened was Alicia, if any of you watch Fear the Walking Dead, the spinoff, she plays the character Alicia on Fear the Walking Dead. So what happened was they killed off her character on the 100 in this very, very uh, predictable 
way that goes along with, I guess, an existing trope in media called barrier gays, where gay characters, gay and lesbian characters often are killed in demeaning ways or irrelevant ways moments after they consummate their romantic relationships, which is precisely what happened on The 100. Exactly. She finally had her moment. She walks out. She takes a stray bullet. She dies. So what the showrunner failed to realize when this happened was that the massive, massive part of the audience was the LGBTQ community, and they loved this character, Lexa. So I cover both shows, incidentally. Of the four shows I cover, Fear the Walking Dead and The 100 are two of them. So I saw a post about the, 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 the uh, backlash the fans had against this show, and I knew that I was going to be interviewing Alicia Debham Carey at the Fear the Walking Dead Paley Fest event. Um, and so I said, interesting article, great read, can't wait to talk to Alicia about this. And this was on like a Monday, and I had like 1,100 Twitter followers at the time, which is taking me like a year and a half to even build 1,100. Like, you know, I'm by no means anybody. So I woke up this one morning on Thursday, like a few days later, and my Twitter was blowing up, but I was getting all these mentions and all these tweets, and these mentions were saying things like, stay away from Alicia, leave her alone, be gentle with her, be sensitive to her, she's so fragile, she's, she's wonderful, like, uh, don't make her uncomfortable, all this stuff. And I literally was just, like, I hadn't even read into this. Like, I had read the, the articles, Variety published one, Hollywood Reporter published one. I really didn't know um, to the extent that this community felt hurt. They felt that the show had been insensitive and that they had... Um, they had like violated their trust, something called queer baiting, where essentially the showrunner had teased on Twitter and tempted these char- these these fan base into thinking that they were going to let his char- these characters live, and then quite the opposite, they pulled the rug and killed this character in this demeaning way. So what ended up happening was I was like I was insisting, listen, I have journalistic integrity, I'm a fan of both shows, I'm going to uh, I'm going to interview this this celebrity, and, and you know hopefully I can tell her about what's happening. So. This fan base started organizing to raise money for charity um, for the Trevor Project, which is an at-risk hotline for gay and lesbian teens with suicide risk. And uh, I think people more than teens, but I think it primarily focuses on teens. So by the time I met Alicia at this carpet, they had raised $46,000 for charity. And I had been interacting on Twitter. And at this point, my Twitter had started blowing up. So by the time I actually did the interview, I had already gotten like 1,000 Twitter followers in like a day or two. And people, I think some people that wanted to see me fail because they didn't believe in me yet, some people that were interested, it just was one of these things where I, it was kind of taking off and I, you know, whatever. So I did the interview. I actually broke the news to her about this charity live. Um, she didn't know about it. So her reaction was priceless. She was totally taken aback. That video went viral. Since then, um, I'm, I'm up to somewhere in the 5,000s now on Twitter. Um, and this has all been in the last three weeks. I've gotten like 4,200 Twitter followers in like, th- like less than three weeks. Um, and the majority of it is this fan base who, because I've been listening and tweeting and talking about and, and responding to things and all that, um, has been like super, super supportive of, of me and this whole cause. And I've been learning a huge amount about it. I mean, this is like a, a trope that does exist in television that I was unaware of. Um, and now this week I have interviews scheduled, long-form one-on-one interviews scheduled with several of the cast members from the show to kind of get some details and get some of the story. So uh, I don't know if anybody watches this show, but it's, it's definitely been quite the journey. It's crazy to all of a sudden, if I have a thought about something, tweet it and actually have people, fans, <laughs> like, like really care. I mean, the only time I've ever had any fans is in Magic Cards. <laughs> that's, you know, that's like talking about silly yeah. decks that I like. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's a couple people. Like, so any of you who do follow me on Twitter and are listening to me explain this, that is what's going on. I'm sorry if you're if if my Twitter feed uh, and like my responses and things like that have just like you've like muted me by now. 
<laughs> I get that. I would totally, I probably would do it too if you were uninterested in, in the subject. Uh, but that is what's going on. So, um, but also I've, I'm trying to be extremely mindful to not miss magic mentions because I like love magic. <laughs> I just like don't want to miss magic mentions. It's like, really important. Um, so, so yeah, that's what's going on. All right. So Liliana is at 68% versus Karn's 32. Okay. I technically messed up and didn't do the two hour thing. It's at 24 hours. We're just going to let that run. Yeah. Mistakes were made. It's fine. So we're not going to call it on the cast. We're not going to call it on the cast? I mean, we could just call it. I mean, it's pretty... I can call it now. Lily's very clearly going to win. Yeah, it's 68 to 32. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You do have until tomorrow to make that not be the truth, but most likely that's just... That's what's going to end up being true here. Yeah, I mean, Lily was always going to win. I think yep. everybody, everybody kind of knew that. So I'm going to go through everything. So what was your favorite moment of March Walker Madness? I think... The Ajani Vengeant win was really interesting. Okay. Um, I really liked that one a lot. I, th I think I seem to remember Tezzeret Agent of Bolas had a really close win at one point. Um, I was definitely disappointed that that didn't go higher. I was hoping, I was, there's was a small part of me hoping that Tezzeret Agent of Bolas was going to make the top five. I feel like that's kind of a fan favorite Planeswalker. But sure, top, top eight. Yeah. But there's, it, there's not like a top, there's like four. Yeah, eight. okay, yeah, top yeah. eight. But yeah, I think it missed out on that. It didn't, it didn't perform as well as I had hoped. Um, I think it's, what, what did it end up placing? It got... Who are you looking for? Tezzeret? Agent of Bolas. Agent of Bolas is number seven. Oh, it made number seven. Yeah, it, it did make top spot. Eight. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, so then maybe that's my... So, the top so, eight was Lillian of the Veil, yep. most likely number one, followed by Karn, followed by Ugin, followed by Jace, followed by Elsbeth, followed by a Johnny Vengeant, followed by Tezzeret, followed by Arlen Cord, who kicked Gideon Jura to number nine. Who is... Okay, so I'm going to go through things. Arlen Cord was by far, other than like a a weird fluke out of Elsbeth Tyrell, which I don't count because I think people didn't get her name correctly on the Twitter voting, right. was by far the like the biggest upstart, moved the highest of anyone. Right. And then the person who lost the most is a tie between Nyssa, voice of Zendikar. Okay. She was, we were 13 off on her. Right. And Sarkhan Unbroken. Okay, sweet. Oh, no, no, no. Just, nope, he was 12. Nyssa's voice of Zendikar, we were the most wrong on. She's new. Going to be how I'm going to. The scientists were off. <laughs> I was disappointed that Ashiok didn't go higher. That was that was. I thought I thought there was a chance when we when we had the discussions. Ashiok and Domerid were both cards that like they struck me as like they would maybe have legs to really like fly. People would maybe really think that it's time to experiment with these cards because twins out of the format. But I was surprised they didn't they do didn't do as well as I was expecting. Dude, Ashiok's top twenty. She actually she moved up ten spots. She did better than she used to. She was number twenty eight, and then she became number eighteen. So that's, that's, that's it. I mean, 10 spots from where we ranked her, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good move. I mean, up. the seeding has something to do with this, of course, though. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Dummy Raid uh, moved down one. He was 26, and he ended up 27. So we're actually pretty good at Dummy Raid rating him. I mean, I should probably build decks that actually use those cards before I start touting them as actually good. <laughs> but, um, so, but I don't really play Planeswalkers, except sure. for Tezzeret. Um, so. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, Jace. So, so next, next. Of what's your favorite Shadow of the Innerstrad? Favorite, not necessarily what you think the best card? one is. Yeah, card. definitely Silverful. Sil Silverful. The, the werewolf. Silver. It's so interesting. It's such a random favorite. I just think that card's so cool. Okay. Um, it, like I like, will say, I played against in limited. It is very hard to play against in limited, at least. It's just like this. I guess this is what I'm thinking. Like, you, you there's so many directions you can go with that card. There's so many cool things you can do, especially if you want to. What are people laughing? So someone said that Karn is going to ultimate and reset the vote, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like this? So I was with the thing about magic mentions. Magic mentions, a new podcast name. Oh, yeah, pretty funny, right? 
It's a good name. Yeah, that's a good name. Magic Mentions. Yeah, well, where oh. did it come? I don't remember you saying that. Oh, I was saying about Twitter Magic Mentions. I said I, I don't want to miss my Magic Mentions on Twitter. Oh, okay. Because they, when I post something about the subject, it's there's like a bunch that happen all at once. And then if it happens that somebody's listening to our cast and asks me a question in the middle of it, Oh, I've, oh, you're saying hashtag magic yeah, mentions. Yeah, because well, I've done the thing now. You know, it, it's still like 5,000 is kind of nothing still. So sure. I've, still tr- I've tried to go through at the end of the day every day and go through every mention to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, but like... It's getting hard. <laughs> it's getting rough. It's getting harder. Nice. And some days it happens where like I, I you know, I had one day where they, I ran out of mentions at the bottom. And if I get asked a question about a deck, it's a bummer for me. If somebody asks me about Hunted Handsome, do you know how exciting that is for me? Or like, if somebody asks about Superior Burning Coco, how much that means for me to be able to answer that right, question, right, right. I would never want to miss one of those mentions. So I guess... Ma- uh, do magic... Uh, hashtag magic mention. Yeah. Hashtag magic mentions. Or, yeah, yeah. or uh, if, you, if you tweet at me and I don't respond about it, then just send it to Rocket Jump. Send it to the... Uh, and the email. Yeah. The okay. mmcast at rocketjump.com. Because sure. Kessler checks that almost every day and, and then forwards over any questions that yeah, I yeah anytime there's a in. deck pretty much every time there's like a, oh I have a question about this cool deck I send it to Ben because yeah. you enjoy those more than I, I do I love them yeah um, what else is there oh continuing the list oh someone did ask what, what were some of the better Cinderella stories Arlen Court was the main Cinderella story that was a big one yeah she, I mean we put her at like 30 and she was number she hit the top 8 she's a new card though so if you want something that was a little bit less Ugin beating Jace was a big a big upset that was huge that was probably um, the upset of the tournament Ashiok. Ashiok did really well for someone that low. Elsbeth Terrell is another one. I mean, there's definitely some Cinderella stories here. Right. Tomio got pretty far, farther than anyone expected. Farther than I expected. Yep. Yeah, no, those no. are the Cinderella stories. I've never been a fan of that I card. Don't, did Venser win a round? No, Venser got kicked out at round one, <laughs> to my chagrin. He better be better than... Venser? No. He's he's not okay. He's better than he's better than Ralph Zarek. I hate Ralph Zarek. <laughs> no, you hate that card. Uh, <laughs> That's like your least favorite planeswalker of all time. Um. All right. Next. Yeah. Baneless announcement. What do you think? What new What new deck do you think is like actually legit with the new world that we walk into? Um, I think that there will be some kind of there will be some like the two cards together. There will be some sort of like Esper control deck that is birth. Sure. Like undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. You can play all three cards. Yeah. I think Esper is like legitimately the, the unbanned cards. I think, I think white wins the most with specifically the, the Thopter sword combo. Well, in the announcement, when they were talking about the reasoning, the justification for it, one of the things they said is that there's a disproportionate representation of control, a small representation of yeah. control in modern. And the, this is, these are cards that help. Right. Which so is control deck should be able to maybe come back and do stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, coolest card we opened other than Jace during a pack today. Now, yeah. uh, wasn't there like one card that was pretty cool? Like, what did we open a new Phyrexia again? I think the new Phyrexia pack was. Oh Ma- yeah, Malira maybe. Yep. All right. Cool. And then uh, I want to thank everyone on the Patreon. Yeah, totally. And 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 here, so here's so the- this. So the reason we were able to do this is because of the Patreon. They're the, like because they're donating. We're putting more time out of our week to set this up and make sure we can accomplish. And I like worked with someone to learn how to figure out our stream. Uh, big shout out um, for that. That was definitely very appreciated. Uh, Missed Blade Shinobi. It was oh, the person yeah. who helped. He was the one that set up our. Thank you for that. He like he made our little border thing that we're using currently on our stream. So he was definitely an all star. Um, Make sure to follow him at MTG Shinobi. Uh, and like it, just in general, our Patreons are something that help this. People are asking, they want maybe a video version where we're 
physically in front. Yeah. To do that, we need to hit a higher level um, on our Patreon account. Yeah, so yeah. please donate if you guys are interested. In- also, we mentioned it last week, but I, th- what's today? Monday? So all of your, the, the, oh. the, the five of you or six of you that got the, the first mention, the Masters of Modern Playmat, not the first mention, the first uh, Patreon month, uh, your, I think all your mats should be arriving like end of the week or something like that. Like by Friday, Friday or Saturday, you should have all of your, all of your mats. And then the second month is going to be a place that have signed Grand Architects and a place that have signed Guys of St. Drafts. Yep. So if you stay with the donation level and all that, um, that's what you'll get. But yeah, we're going to... So so I, I do actually have this qu- a question for people on this because I realize it's going to be a little hard for people sometimes because they'll miss months because they'll just get... Because it, it doesn't like... It's not like a carry through. Yeah. It's, it's the... F- First time you donate right now, you get a mat, and then from that point on, you get whatever the next month's prize is. Yeah. But would people rather just get whatever that month is, whatever they donate for, and not get like like if you don't do, if you donate starting now, you get the Jason the Venser or yeah. the Jason the Grand Architect, I, but you don't get the mat. And I, if you donate next month, you'll get whatever we make out for that mat. I think I think that what I would say is that if well, I want I want people to tweet at us and ask. So like yeah, so an option for you guys if you if you would like to get whatever the thing is, you have the option. You, you, one of the options is you would have the option to get the mat or what you wanted. So that would be what I would suggest. And if that sounds good to you guys, that's totally fine with us. If you either want the item of that month or a mat, right? No, you don't. I, like th- oh, I think I think you'd have to choose. I think we have to kind of make it a policy. It's okay. hard to it's hard to back change back and forth. Yes. Um. So I think this sounds being weird because we're going too long. All right. So I think that's it for the podcast. Yeah, that does it. That was a long one. Yeah, yeah. All right. I want to thank everyone uh, that watched live. You guys are the best. We'll actually stand a little bit after the podcast ends and talk to you guys and hang out. But uh, thank everyone on the podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, yeah. next week. Thanks, guys. Check yeah. out everything. Command Zone, Patreon, Twitters, yeah, what have at you. At the Cast. Yeah. T- follow us on Twitch if you haven't yet for next month's version yeah. of this. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash Xander574. That's my own Twitch account. That's Kessler using his Twitch yeah, account. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, you should start a Masters of Modern uh, Twitch account. He's like, yeah, I'll do it eventually. After no. I promoted everybody <laughs> to just follow him yep. instead. All right. So thanks, guys. All right. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to the MMCast at rocketjump.com. See you later, alligator.